Flame On and Podcast On 2, welcome to Cape <laughs> Crisis, the comic book podcast we do every week on the Laser Time Podcasting Network. Mm-hmm. I am your host, Henry Gilbert, that's H-E-N-E-R-E-Y-G, on Twitter. No sound effect because I'm in charge of the sounds for this segment, so sorry. Hey, how about I just do this sound? Yeah. That's a Goonies theme song. It is the Goonies theme song. Cindy Lauper, courtesy yeah. of Miami. I love hearing that version of Goonies are good enough good through enough. the eight bit. But anyway, hey, uh, and I'm here with regular co-host Chris Antista. Nanu. I may be slightly off because I am always there. I'm almost always there. Yeah. I'm yeah. facing the wrong way. I'm, st- I'm still where I always am. Dave yeah. Dave Rudden is I... in the regular space, and mm-hmm. back again for a second ever appearance. Special guest Chris Baker. Chris hey, Baker. Chris hey, Baker. Uh, a gazillion. Play the song. Oh, he's gonna yeah. get a song get a for song? his introduction. Do I have a theme? Okay, it's probably Just play Goonies, Goonies again. <laughs> Ooh, nice. All right, well, that's the WCW World Wrestling World Championship Wrestling. <laughs> that's NES what people game, always right? associate me with. It is. Uh, well, because I have a bunch of. Uh, we're going to have a little quiz later, just as a preview, guys, mm-hmm. of can you name the classic superhero video game theme of music. Mm. So we're going to be playing that. That's why I'm at the seat I'm in, which you can oh. all see, obviously. Mm. Uh, but, but I still anyway. think uh, Mr. Baker here is the undisputed king of superhero video games, only because he wrote a book about it, mm-hmm. which I, is I, red. And he's worked on many of them. <laughs> mm-hmm. I did that, too. Oh, wait. Yeah. I shouldn't say only. But I, no. I do love wrong. Not right, yeah, yeah, wrong. What's the wrong? Can you the, wrong. Can you... Retro games. You messed up our comic book heroes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So a bunch of I love I, I love it. It's on. Is it still on Amazon Prime? It's still there. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. No, yeah. I have the Prime link to it. Me. I have the link to it on this week's episode page. I've had it on every episode page since your last appearance. I noticed it was there. Thank you very mm-hmm. much. I appreciate yeah. that. No, it, I was just paging through it again today before your for your appearance here but uh, you've also you've worked at LucasArts you worked at Marvel mm-hmm. you now work at Gazillion on Marvel Heroes 2016 is that the official name now is the uh, name not changed? quite but okay. we're getting there All right. uh, yeah is, uh, so that's like a new update to the Heroes game yeah well you know we're constantly updating sure. but uh, we, we will be rebranding to 2016 but this is the big one later this fall yeah yeah we're gonna have like some cool new features like we're gonna have uh, controller support Oh, uh, which is, I know, a big thing for a lot of us, uh, mm-hmm. such as, mm-hmm. admittedly, myself, who are more kind of console-friendly. Yeah. Who won't, but, but won't play with anything a, but a Wii U controller. That's all <laughs> I'll play with. Actually, in television. It's only in television <laughs> yes. controller compatible. Uh, no, it should be, you know, we're, we're working to get as, as much compatible as possible. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll talk about it more as we go. There's still a lot to announce in these regards, but we're, we're not really holding no, back. That's what I love most about live games instead of, you know, like a big big sequel like, I just got Taken King for Destiny and yeah. I love how like how much is familiar and how much is new uh, like I don't know it's not it's not like I have to relearn a new game but I just read I like big you know you're getting uh, I think there's a Spider-Gwen costume coming oh, yeah there's an unbeatable Squirrel Girl version of that's the already out costume. oh that's out awesome <laughs> yeah that's the thing it's like even you know we have actually uh, sort of announced stuff like uh, Spider-Gwen and uh, Jane Foster Thor which is an enhanced costume for Thor uh, and uh, some other stuff too uh, that is would be like all new all different Marvel mm. kind of 
uh, as like 2016, but you know we're we're actually going to release some of that a little bit earlier than that even. So uh, I think wow. by the time you hear this, it might we might. I'm going to hold off possibly <laughs> telling you exactly yeah. when. All right, you should, you should know from Marvel Comics. Be careful how you play with time. Yes, so, yeah. exactly. That uh, would have been nice, but, yeah, but one of the one of the kind of cool things I'm really excited about mm. in the very near future, we will finally be changing Ms. Marvel in our game to Captain Marvel. Oh, uh, so which, Carol Danvers had been Miss Marvel uh, still, eh? Yeah, yeah. So if you had Ms. Marvel, you still get to hold on to that costume as uh, as an alternate. Mm. But uh, you all would also get the new Carol Danvers uh, Captain Marvel that looks a lot better. That's based on the new all new all different uh, costume. Oh, awesome! Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like uh, that update to her yeah, costume. Yeah, nice it, it looks awesome. Uh, the the character model just looks a lot better, which is another kind of thing that we're going to do in 2016. We're going to have these things called uh, visual updates. Where uh, you know, if you go back and look at our original characters that came out in 2013, they don't look as good as the ones they do mm-hmm. now. So mm-hmm. uh, we're fixing that, and cool. uh, you know, we already have a, a cool Jean Grey image that's out there. Oh, awesome. uh, we'll be showing off another one at Comic Con, mm-hmm. uh, New York Comic Con. Cool. Uh, oh, I love New York Comic Con. Yes, oh, so much. Yeah, I wish I could. But you're from I've there, never aren't you? attended. Uh, I live in New York now. Yes. Nice. Wow. Nice. Nice. Oh, nice. uh, the Javits Center. The Jacob, only, Jacob the, Javits Center. Yeah. That's why I miss WonderCon so much. It was so nice to just like, hey, going yeah. on the Bart. Now an awesome, you know, pretty big comic convention. Yep. And now it's over and going home. With all Did my we stuff. ever talk like, to you about that? Like, I talked to some of the vendors at WonderCon, and they were like, they didn't like it here. Oh no. Huh. Yeah. They, they like they like yes. I hope it moves to Anaheim. Like, don't say that. Don't say. That. I know it was pretty crowded here. Actually, I I, I used to live in San Francisco. I lived yeah. there in the early two thousand. And back then, WonderCon was not small, but it certainly wasn't big. And you could go there, like, day of. I was in the press back then, so I just go up, show my official PlayStation Magazine card, and be Mm -hmm. like, oh, okay, here you go, and take a guest Mm -hmm. in with you, too. Uh, You can't do that I'm going to need three photographers. Yeah, (laughs) somewhere around 08, I want to say, they, like, really got huge. Mm -hmm. Uh, I remember in 07, I, I think I went there. Was it a seven? No, I guess it was 08. To WonderCon. Yeah, yeah, to mm-hmm. WonderCon. Uh, and I saw the first footage they showed from Iron Man. Oh, I wow. think... Oh, yeah. No, I was there for Iron Man 2. The next year, yeah, I think the year of the X-Files movie, that was the big deal. Oh, yeah, yeah, it was that year. It was that yeah. same one. It was that yeah. Okay, one. then maybe it was there. Yeah. They, they premiered... I remember they premiered Justice League New Frontier, the movie, yeah, yeah. there. Mm-hmm. And I watched it in the most uncomfortable seats. Kind of like the one I'm sitting in now. Watched an entire <laughs> movie like that. It was Chris, you just built awful. a new office chair, so you're... I did. Your butt's very selective I'm today. St- I built the chair today, guys. Don't mean to toot my own horn, <laughs> but I'm still pretty sweaty about it. <laughs> uh, oh. One other thing I want to mention about the Marvel Heroes game that a couple, uh, some weeks back, mm-hmm. you released that Carnage one, yeah. the Carnage team up thing, which mm-hmm. you even had a Green Jelly song in it. Like, wow. that was, how did oh, you yeah. pull that off? Wait, yes. Like, Green Jelly, the of Little Pig, Little Pig. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, that that was that was uh, so much fun because uh, mm-hmm. I I have a huge sentimental attachment to that game personally. So yeah. you know we we were like, all right, should we do a, a Carnage trailer? We'd never done a trailer for a team up character. You mm-hmm. can play as uh, Carnage. He fights beside you in the game if you're not familiar with the game. So uh, we were like, yeah, let's go ahead and do it. Carnage is a big deal. Uh, let's let's have a you know music behind him that <laughs> kind of sounds like this Green Jelly song did. Mm-hmm. So, like, for two weeks, we worked on, like, you know, finding some, like, you know, driving rock kind of kind of tune. And, you know, we just couldn't find the right thing. So I was like, why don't we just see if Green Let's Jelly... Yeah. <laughs> so I looked online. It was uh, kind of hard to find them. <laughs> yeah. 
But I did. I, I found uh, a, a contact who like knows the guy who who is Green Jelly. Green Jelly is one man. Really? Oh, wow. He is one man who goes from city to city and has people who are fans play in the band. Whoa, that's cool. Wow. He, so in, in a way, it's <laughs> one courage. it's one guy, <laughs> and in another way, it's 650 people. Oh, nice. <laughs> so it's an interesting uh, way he's set up. So it, it literally was like I met like one of these other people mm-hmm. on uh, somebody who Facebook. played with him at a thing. Yeah, right. And uh, he hooked me up with uh, wow. Bill Manspeaker, who's the the guy. And, but he's a good talker. And within like three days, uh, we had something completely worked out. <laughs> and they sent me uh, very serendipitously. Mm-hmm. They are coming out with a live album like in a few months. And they already had this uh, version of the song Carnage Rules. <laughs> that uh, is what is what is in that game. And right. actually, everything's been recorded before actually has lyrics, which we didn't really want because it would kind of get in the way. Sure. Mm-hmm. And this one did not. So... Uh, they had this recording fresh, freshly done. That's a live recording that you hear wow. in that video. That so this great. was meant to happen, CB. Yeah, I, <laughs> I thought it was. Uh, it, it did seem that way, oh. and it was just kind of surreal because you know I was a huge fan of that Three Little Pigs video. Uh, yeah. I thought it was. A, I remember trying to tape it for like four I days did, yeah. and yeah. not getting the chance. I taped it because it aired right before the very first episode of Beavis and Butthead. Yeah, and then and after like, a while they, they I was like, I already had my VHS ready. I'm like, whoa. This video that I keep wanting to tape, it's fun. It's on. I'm not it's sure on. if you. Can, has there ever been a time a video was so popular? Because that was talked about all over school. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then, like, I think they had to cut the Rambo bloody part out at some point because MTV version. was under yeah. super high mm-hmm. violence. Well, after Frog Baseball, I think they were probably yeah. more watchful over that stuff. It was, yeah. it was so infuriating. But it was, guys, before YouTube, we lost one of our favorite videos. Yeah. A little part of it, anyway. But. Yeah, good for you. It was yeah. Green Jello back then, wasn't it? Uh, they were at first Green Jello, and then they were threatened to be sued, so like they changed to Green Jelly. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not say that. Actually, name. they are Green Jello again, but they're also Green Jelly when they need to be. You know so what? they needed yeah. to be for this. You know what? Henry? In order to get uh, legal approvals on this video, it we tur- need them to be Green Jelly. It turns <laughs> out uh, Bill Cosby will not be interested in this portion of no, slander I, or libel, no matter what I say. He's got um, a lot more things. He's got to deal bigger with problems. That, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So fuck Bill Cosby. <laughs> okay. Um, and he also. Uh, uh, eats orphan, but <laughs> but anyway, I, 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 <laughs> that is good br for I, Bill Cosby. I like the idea of ask, like trying to find a member of Green Jelly on Twitter and just getting like fifty replies, like yeah, I was in the band, like and, it, and they're all true. I <laughs> had an experience working on a, like we were working on Capcom Arcade Cabinet, and I I fell over my anus. To try and find what is his name, Graydon, Graydon Clark. You ever seen the oh, yeah, awful movie Joysticks? Yeah. Yes. Uh, oh, that, that, that opening song, yeah. totally awesome yes. video game. Like, this arcade collection <laughs> needs that song. It needs yeah. lasers everywhere mm-hmm. and this song. And I could not. I was so infuriated to like. You know what? Want to give we're, we're like we're money. We are, we are half of the demographic that remember th- remembers Man. that song. <laughs> and then boom, on that episode of Community with Mitch Hurwitz in it, mm-hmm. he gets the totally awesome video game song. After I could, I had to pay Facebook a dollar to message the director. And he, I don't. Have you ever had to do that before? No. Like certain people yeah. have their Facebook corrected, like so they don't get spam. It's like mm. you got to pay us a dollar, else hmm. you're not going to see this message. You're, mm. He will not see this message. Wow. Had to pay the director a dollar. Never got that dollar back. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, what a jeez! Uh, you have to message. You just want to give Graydon Clark money for his yes. damn song. Yes, and give me that, that song. I even like trace it back. Yeah, I think he wrote it and owned the rights. So come on, come on, how big much, company. How here. much money is Graydon Clark, Clark just leaving on the table there by not just responding yeah. to people? I don't know? know. Maybe when Joe Don Baker finally pops off, <laughs> uh, that movie will start to kick up again. Uh, yeah, everybody will want to rediscover Joe Don Baker's amazing filmography. I know. Yes, yeah, so if you've never heard that story, long story short, I was at Capcom or no. Cax, California.
California, California Extreme, yeah. and fucking McDorfus from that movie bullied me. <laughs> he was, he was yeah, mad at you for leaving. We all walked out because it's an awful We did an interview, film. and he's like, you're going to come to my movie later? Like, sure am, McDorfus. I'll be there. <laughs> and then I, we go in. I'm like, I forgot this is terrible, and we're in the middle of California Extreme. And we walked like, out. And every like, great arcade bar, game is like, hey, hey, I saw you walk out of my movie. I'm like, come on, man. Come on. <laughs> So, oh, also, Come on, it, was pro- it was projected very badly yes. from a compu- from a PC. It so it, it was it was almost unwatchable just visually. It looked like a Dolomite. McDorfus didn't have an original reel. You had to use a torrent. <laughs> no, I know, man. They should have had a thirty five. If they brought a thirty five millimeter print, uh, East okay. guy still would have left. I still think that's awesome. That worked out so specifically in Carnage's case because um, yeah, uh, he he is also one of those characters. This it was pro- I don't know probably more into comics and video games than I was when I was younger, but like I I don't know Carnage is synonymous with both an era of comics I was reading. I was reading a ton of comics, and all of my favorite characters had great video games. Yeah, I love yeah. looking back on Venom as like or Carnage as uh, Venom's so eighties. We need a we need a way crazier guy like, like yeah, we need Carnage. a kid vid uh, <laughs> eat the cat for this genera- well, no, that generation. The, yeah, instead of being a guy, Venom's intense, but he he's like, oh, I don't kill innocents. Well, meanwhile, Carnage's like, I kill everybody, and it's implied I'm covered in blood, and I write things in blood on the wall. Like he's he's he is like over the top now almost. But I, that's kind of what I love about Carnage. I thought I think I was joking with. Elston, because we because that that Maximum Carnage ad was in like so many comics. Yeah, paint the town red. Yeah, yeah. And it might. It's like you remember how many platforms that game was on? Is that just two? I think was it just two? Yeah. I think so. What yeah. Spider-Man game? Am I thinking of it? Like just that that one overlapping era where like it's on Genesis, Sega CD, 32x. Well, that's when Sega game made Boy, every that's Genesis, when they had Super the Nintendo, PC. Thing, there yeah. was Return of the Sinister Six that was NES and oh, that's right, Game Boy and Game Gear. Spider-Man was actually way more complicated, I think. You didn't get a lot of multi-platform. Well, he mm-hmm. was multi-platform spending. on Game Gear. You you get a game, but not necessarily the same game. But you get Spider-Man slash Spider-Man versus Kingpin was on Genesis, Game Gear, mm. and CD. Mm-hmm. At the very, I'm pretty sure. Wait, was there a, like in that? In there like, was a 32x Spider-Man game that was like even worse. Was like, there? A, like, but was there Web a, of Fire? A developer, oh, right, a pub- yes. was acclaim was mostly Spider-Man stuff, right back in the day. Uh, uh, LJN slash LJN. Yeah. Oh, how could I forget yeah. the rainbow logo? Yes. I just we should just yeah. morph it into a Flying Edge, logo. which was another way of saying wow. LGN. Yeah, so uh, I Wait, was. Wasn't? Is that what that meant? It was just an, another. It was like Ultra and Konami, you know. Was, was it, it really? I, I did. So. I know because it's like a triangle over the top. Mm-hmm. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Ah, ah, see, this is why I love having Baker on. No, yeah, well, because <laughs> Baker, but in the interim between your two big jobs, mm-hmm. you you wrote you wrote wrong, and it's just all about how classic games from the '90s and '80s didn't really get pretty much any superhero right in quotes. Yeah, yeah, it, which it was. As you mentioned in the book, it was your job to make sh- <laughs> do your best to make sure things were right when you mm-hmm. worked at Marvel. So yeah, yeah. that's pretty much what uh, inspired me to write it back then. Yeah, like, and there's there are just so many. I actually was like when I was paging through it again, I just remember like, oh yeah, there was there was a Flash game based on the John Wesley Ship Show. Like, I didn't even that, know that until hmm, I did yeah. the research. Yeah. It was a Game Boy game, which means it's like it's barely any game. Like it's just gray blobs. <laughs> <laughs> and then also it there had was, Mark. It had digitized Mark Hamill in it. That's true. Yeah, really? Yeah. Oh, because he was Game Boy Mark. He was the trickster. Yeah. For the it was based off the show. Yes. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> it had the John John Wesley. Sh- Everybody knows who John Wesley Ship is, right? <laughs> Sure. <laughs> he's Barry's dad in the new show. Yeah, he's currently Barry's dad on the new show. Have you show. seen the new show? I do. I, yeah, it I, came I out on DVD last week, and I 
really considering picking it up. It's, oh, it's great. It's great. Yeah. I, I think Arrow's been on Netflix, so I'd hope Flash... Me too. It's just like I looked at it like $35. Not a lot to ask, but still the most I've spent on uh, passive media in a very long time. Well, hey, Chris, uh, it's been a while since you've been on here, so I'm curious. What have you been reading lately, like, or in the time since you were last here? A lot of stuff with uh, wars in the title, be they secret or star. (laughs) Yeah, so, man... Uh, what so what are what's your opinion of the current Star Wars books still? I, I think they're phenomenal. Yeah, I, I really issue to issue. I have not looked this forward to comics in general in as long a time as I can remember. Mm-hmm. Just yeah, yeah, and I everyone did, that comes out, I'm super excited. I expected Marvel to you know they were going to work hard to put out good books, but mm-hmm. they also had Dark Horse, especially very late in their time with the Star Wars books. They were doing really good stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I didn't think Star Wars. Uh, I didn't think Marvel would step it up that much, but yeah. they put they put their triple A dudes on, yeah. and ladies on all the books. So it's yeah. really really weird doing this this time of secret wars and kind of elseworldly stuff. Like Star Wars is the grounded part of the Marvel <laughs> universe. Yeah, where I uh, oh, okay, the story is going to be here in two months. Got it. Now the number nine, the stuff with uh, in Star Wars number nine really stuff like with Han Solo yeah. and. And him being caught by a hut that is obsessed yes. with with lights with Jedi shit. <laughs> yeah, the thing I really like that they're mm. doing is they're they're answering these questions that I always kind of sort of had mm. or didn't even know that I had. Like I always kind of thought it was kind of weird that Luke goes straight from Obi Wan to Yoda to fighting Vader with a lightsaber. Mm-hmm. You never really see him other than like on the Millennium Falcon even using a lightsaber, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, and then, then they're, where is he getting this Jedi knowledge and everything? And, yeah. and we're getting answers to that kind of stuff. Yeah, I I thought it was such a smart... I don't know who thought of it, but just the idea that, yeah, Obi-Wan had that trunk full of stuff mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. is never revisited again that would you'd assume would have all this cool Jedi secrety things in it. Yeah. Yeah. And I also, I think my favorite, my favorite of the Star Wars books might have been that that single issue flashback of Obi Wan really protecting Luke from the sidelines and him, him like having to turn his back on his Jedi ways. You know? There's there's one I'm not reading, and I was all of a sudden got really curious about. Um, starts with a K. Kanan. Kanan. That's the one I'm not reading, but I definitely want to read. Yeah, I've been meaning to read it too. But yeah, it's one of the. I think it's the only one that isn't set between M, uh, Star Wars and Empire. I think. Uh, yeah, I think it's uh, just pre Rebels, which mm. is uh, the, the show. Yeah, and you yeah. watch that show? I, I, do. Not see- okay. yeah, I enjoy it. Okay, cool. cool. Yeah. How do you watch it without cable? Uh, <laughs> how do you <I> watch? <laughs> you probably I think watch season it one is out on DVD now. Or is soon. it? I think. Well, I, they I know an the exclusive clone, deal with Netflix. All the Clone Wars are on Netflix. So I'd hope yeah. the Rebels would be on there soon. Probably but. when the new season's premiering. Yeah, I have. Oh, uh, why can't I be on the first? Why can't I be the early I, adopter? <laughs> I really love the Leia book too. It it also answered questions for me. I didn't know I had like why. How did Leia? Leia seems to be pretty cool with like the genocide of an her entire like planet where she grew up on. She's, I mean, she's not cool with it. She is sad in New Hope when it happens, obviously. But then she just kind of moves on. She's like, yeah, yeah, but I'm, I'm, I'm not a senator anymore. I'm the princess now. So in the book, they deal with that in a pretty interesting way. I like yeah. that. I'm just, yeah, you, even uh, Lando. I'm, I'm really Lando. enjoying Lando. It's just a heist now. I haven't, I haven't read uh, the latest two issues, but I love it. It's just a heist book. Yeah, I, I, 
I didn't really think I would for some reason. Yeah. Just because I feel I guess I've always seen Lando as like a bit player to everybody else. Mm-hmm. But cool he's, turncoat. T- yeah, he's totally carrying <laughs> that book, and I love it. Mm-hmm. What? What do you mean, bit player? He blew up the Death Star, man. True, but I mean, you know, he needs like other people around him yeah. to be an interesting character. I, I that's just an assumption, and, and this is proving me wrong. It had <laughs> me. It had me that first cover where he is chillerizing so hard. <laughs> Lame. Yeah, well, I like that they play up that he's how cool Billy D. Williams is. Yes. Like, yeah, yeah Billy D. Williams was one of the coolest guys of the seventies and eighties, mm-hmm. and that's why they hired him to be Lando. And so, like, you're not yeah, cool anymore. He's like, still cool. Sure, he's as cool, cool as a seventy-year-old yeah. guy can be. <laughs> Even getting uh, personality out of Lobot. Oh, yeah. yeah, Lobot. Jeez, nobody. I he was one of my least favorite. I think I actually had a Lobot toy that was like a hand-me-down Star Wars toy for me. I was like, really, this guy? Some oh. of the best cosplay I've ever seen was uh, like a eighty-year-old bald guy being Lobot. <laughs> <laughs> well, so have you been reading the Secret Wars side books along with Secret Wars? Uh, yeah, let's see. I, I just a few minutes ago got caught up on uh, X Men: Age of Apocalypse, mm. which uh, I was the first couple issues. I thought we were a little slow, but uh, by the third issue, it gets really good. Mm. Uh, and uh, Apocalypse does probably the most Apocalypse thing I've ever <laughs> seen him do. Oh, really? So, uh, yeah. I, I'm, a, I'm a big Apocalypse fan. I'm, I wonder, well, I wonder how much we'll see of him in the coming months since he's going to be the star of the movie. I don't know. But it, were, were you a fan of the Age of Apocalypse books back oh, yeah. in the day? Yeah, I ate those up. Mm. Yeah, that was like the height of my X-Men fandom. Yeah, see, I was never... That was... I was never an X-Men reader then because I only had so many allowance dollars yep. and there are four Spider-Man books a month and I wasn't mm-hmm. going to not buy one of those to buy an X-Men book. Yeah, so. I, I, I actually, what was the time period those came out? It's like 1996? Uh, I know I read them like 10 years ago. 96, but I think it was 95. I think it's the last Marvel comic I had to read in black and white because mm-hmm. one of the trades, like I guess, was discounted and it was not... Oh, the oh, Essentials? I, yeah, the Essentials. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, yeah, and it was... It was such a crazy deal that one where they just cancel every book for two months and yeah. just rename them. What well, I think though too, maybe that's why I look back on Age of Apocalypse mm-hmm. and I don't like it is because as I found out later, the clone saga is partially them trying to do Age of Apocalypse with <laughs> Spider Man. Not completely, but like they they reset all the books to Scarlet Spider one and two in the same way they did it with all the X Men books. And they did the same deal of like Maximum clonage, alpha and omega. When maximum clonage is awful, awful, awful. But anyway, yeah, that they Age of Apocalypse. I've read this in other interviews. Age of Apocalypse sold so well that the Spider-Man group was like, "We can do the same deal. We'll do the same publishing thing too." But no, they're not all to blame for Clone Saga. Clone Saga was just done because they thought it was just another way to fix married Spider-Man problem. Mm -hmm. They just let's get rid of married Spider-Man. Wow. Well, there was this clone comic 20 years ago we could do that mm-hmm. and it didn't work <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's the thing like I've, uh, you, uh, like all you comic fans have constantly scared me away from Clone Saga I have no idea what it, uh, you, you've given me the gist several mm-hmm. times I've, like, I've only read the gist myself yeah. it, it's it would take a long time just to read the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was like two years long. Well, yeah. that's another point that I've read this. There's this amazing, uh, I can't remember the name of it, sorry, but there's this amazing, like, oh, it's called Life of Riley. And it was like mm-hmm. this 
30-part essay by one of the editors who worked through the entire thing. It's like almost a week to week. And here's why we did this in it. Here's why we killed this character. Here's why this happened. And one of the ongoing parts of it was that they really, they wanted to end the Clone Saga a bunch of times, but it was actually selling very well at a time (laughs) when Marvel was starting to enter the lull period of the 90s. And so the people above them just said, like, no, keep this going. We got to keep selling these. Like, and that's why the Clone Saga felt went, I'd say, a year longer than it should have, mm-hmm. at, at least. Stupid but, 90s kids. <laughs> well, and now it's interesting to see that it's turned back around. And they're bringing, they've brought some clone stuff back into Spider-Man books. Dan Slott uh, did some of it too because uh, the the kids who read it actually have nostalgia now for right. Scarlet Spider and Ben Riley and all that stuff. So yeah, I, I think that's in any universe, even if it's not really that highly regarded, as long as the kind of IP is or whatever, yeah. mm-hmm. it can still survive, and you can make good things come out of it. You know, not everyone says the prequels of Star Wars were the greatest things ever but but there are still some cool things that are coming out of it like you know the Magna Guards in issue 9 I, yeah. I thought that was really sweet that is one of my favorite bits in all the in the, it was in the Darth Vader book too when Clone Wars tech, not tech shows up mm-hmm. in in the Empire stuff. I do like that. I yeah. appreciate that a great deal. Because mm-hmm. the universe has never really gelled that well to me in my mind. It, but they, the, the comics are doing that. That's really yeah. interesting. And I just love seeing that guy's Jedi obsessed, that, that Hut's Jedi obsessed, uh, you know, man cave, I guess. Yeah. You, yeah. Or Hut cave. He's like the ultimate Star Wars fan. <laughs> <laughs> and in that he would even kidnap and keep Mark Hamill captive to be yeah. like, well, I have to have a complete set. I'm surprised that wasn't like a, a, a joke in a Kevin Smith movie. Like, mm-hmm. kidnapping Mark Hamill is part of your collection. Well, there was a Simpsons Tree House of Horror about wasn't that. Wasn't there? Yeah, where the there comic book man, right. comic book guy stole uh, I knew it. Sorry. It was Xena. It stole Xena. Yeah. It was Stretch Boy and Clobber Girl. Yes. Mm-hmm. Or stre- Stretch Girl comic- and Clobber Boy. Stretch. Uh, Boy and Clobber Girl. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. it, yeah, yeah, it's Clobber Girl because Lisa was drunk. You're getting up in the double digit seasons there. Yeah. And that's when mm-hmm. I, I'm remembering lots of it. And don't but. get me more excited about Halloween. Because oh, yeah. I walked in. Yeah. If you saw me on that stream uh, last week wearing my awesome wart shirt from mm-hmm. Super Mario 2, by the way, the best Mario game. Just going to mm-hmm. troll everyone real quick. Uh, it's rhetorical. Don't worry about it. Okay. I don't really mean it. Uh, <laughs> but they had. Uh, because I just bought an EC collection, mm-hmm. but it wasn't colorized. And that was how I read EC mm. as a young kid. And I loved that stuff. Tales I, in the Crypt and... All yeah, and, and weird, weird science weird and science, weird yeah. fantasy and... Weird fantasy. It sounds like a very <laughs> odd book to pick up. Uh, t- and what is it? Tales from the Vault? The Vault yeah, of Fear? Yeah. Uh, like all that stuff. Man, I love that stuff so much. So I might have to go back to that store and pick it up. Well, so Chris, any other The Secret Wars spinoff books? I, I just read uh, 1872 last oh, night. Oh, okay. It, it's... Kind of interesting. Uh, uh, yeah, it, it's uh, by Jerry Duggan, who I, I've uh, oh, he's I've great. Met, and and uh, he's a great guy, and and that's really probably the reason I started to read that one, other mm-hmm. than something else, because I like the guy. Uh, he's a good writer too. Does great Deadpool stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's interesting because it's uh, one, it's like it's all it's like an old west interpretation of the Marvel universe, and no one really actually has superpowers, mm-hmm. but they all kind of have the traits of the characters we mm-hmm. know and love, right? Um, and it's also like setting up these interesting rivalries that you've never really seen in the comics. Like this one specifically is uh, Sheriff Steve Rogers versus uh, uh, Wilson Fisk, who's like the <laughs> oh, wow. 
You know the, the, the old bootlegger. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> <laughs> he owns. The, he's the guy who owns this town. You know? <laughs> I owns this town. Yeah. Uh, he's a fish town boy. <laughs> Turn around. Nope. Yeah, and and uh, the fact that it is like sort of a one shot universe allows for certain deaths to occur. Mm. Uh, one of them is one of the kind of coolest deaths I've ever seen in a comic book. Really? Yeah, of a supervillain. I'm in. Now, I've seen. I, I've. I saw somebody point this out that the interesting deal with all the the way Battle World works is that they've basically watched you know heroes die like twelve times now. Mm-hmm. If you if you're reading every book, uh, you know I've been wanting to read X Men ninety two, but I have not. It, I think it's a web. It's, it's infinite, it's, right? Yeah, it's an infinite book. Yeah, yeah. and it's also uh, they collect it into normal issues okay. as well. Uh, yeah, I've read a little bit of that. The thing I, I liked about it. Uh, I've only read a little bit, but uh, they kind of put it at the at the very beginning. It's like so '90s because it is it is the cartoon lineup of characters, mm-hmm. and they're all playing laser tag. <laughs> and uh, you know, like it's like yeah, okay, that this really kind of establishes the mood. And then you get uh, Cassandra Nova into the mix, so that you get like a character who wasn't in that era, but it it works in that regard. Yeah, so you get super '90s clothing, like some LA Gears. <laughs> well, I mean, they're the... hypercolor. Yeah. <laughs> There's the, the I mean, it's the blue and gold team that was on the mm. that was in the show and is Morph in it? No, I think oh, Morph's dead. He's dead, Henry. Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> no, he came back. Mr. Sinister brought him back to life. Yeah. Eh, that, that that show, I don't know. I haven't watched it in a while. I wonder how I it's ask. on Hulu. That and is it really? ni- yeah. that and ninety Spider Man are on Hulu. Huh. It's it's shot it was a surprise to see. I was like yeah. okay I should watch Fargo. Oh wait, the, the yeah. Spider Man nineties on here maybe who like was I thought that like Disney ended up swallowing up all those Cartoons. Yeah, I believe they. It was Whatever, part of on... when they bought Fox Family. That it was put, they bought all those Saban shows, and those were. Yes, I, I do not mean to put you any pressure on you to answer that. We were talking about that earlier with like, what are we? Why are we talking about Who Muppet owns Babies? What? It's, oh, yeah, that, that well, Marvel Marvel technically made Muppet Babies. Yeah, that, back that in the eighties, Marvel. We we said and, it on last week's episode. That, yeah, Marvel. Yeah. As I found out, Marvel Productions, who did Spider-Man and Amazing Friends, they also did Transformers, G.I. Joe, Muppet Babies. Jen? Jen, sure. yeah. The, yeah. And I was just saying that I still think they're... If you compare them to, say, Ruby Spears or, like, um, the uh, Super Friends, I'd Filmation. say Marvel was the better <laughs> animator. It holds up a little better. Yeah. That's true. Mm-hmm. But that's also the problem with, like, it's the Muppet, Babies, Muppet Babies... Muppet Babies... It could never be on DVD because it has clips of everything in it. And <laughs> yeah, I know, but all those clips were LucasArts stuff. It had Spider-Man at the end, and now Disney has swallowed everything. Yeah. They own <laughs> They own all three stuff. of those things. Yeah, but who knows? They probably have like eight other. No, there was li- like someone sent me, um, I can't even remember the what it was. The royalties for all those doo-wop songs. No. <laughs> <laughs> those were all originals, Dave. Yeah. And uh, we'll always love you. By you the way, go look at the article we made last week. Muppet Moments. Oh, Still excited so about good. that. Like the show too. I can say that. Now. I did too. Yeah. it's getting a lot of hate. I enjoyed yeah, it. It's just, uh, it's just I still different. Watched it. I still watched it. Is it, it Ricky Lindholm on that show too? Yes. She is in, ah. in the first episode at least. Okay. Looks yeah. like she's going to have a little arc for herself. Wait, no, maybe not. I kind of I realized with that show in particular. Mm-hmm. I think the reason I'm a little more open to it is. Mm-hmm. Maybe the fact that I'm a comic books reader and I'm used to status quo yeah. changes. Hmm. Yeah. Because this, uh, this show is a status quo change. It's like, <laughs> yeah. It totally is. It's like starting over with all number one issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought they were going behind the scenes on a Muppet show. It is uh, Letterman is as Miss Piggy. <laughs> yeah. And that's the show that Kermit... I didn't know that. I didn't know that like, it was... No, I didn't know that ahead of time either, no. But yeah, the yeah the reviews weren't so great for it, but I, at this point, have not watched it. Maybe by the well, second but, segment, I will like have watched it. Like the Million Mom March... 
like came out against Those it or something like that. Those things you shouldn't even listen to. It. They're like run by one guy. And They're like, the only recommendations and, and I take. Three dozen women. It's there's <laughs> nobody does million moms. But it's still a case of old mm-hmm. kind of Muppet yeah. stuff where it most of the kind of sex type jokes or adult type humor is stuff that only adults are going to get. It's, yeah, mm-hmm. it, I don't know. That's how it was in their seventies yeah, stuff too. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. No, I think people, I think this is this is something you see with hardcore comic fans, too. Just say, like, Spider-Man's only this one thing. Iron Man's mm-hmm. only this uh, one thing. Mm-hmm. And I think it's something you get with casual Muppets fans, right? The people complaining mm-hmm. are the old people who have only seen the Muppet movies. Uh, <laughs> I'm not, so I'm not this is a good analog. It comes fame. down to comics. Yes, really because like, that's the only time they're super fam- family friendly. The first mm-hmm. pilot from Muppets is called Sex and Violence for yep. a reason. <laughs> and yeah, well, I also say... As a kid, I loved watching The Muppet Show, but it was filled with famous people who I didn't know jokes. who they were. Did you see how Raquel Welch was dressed on her appearance? It was. Oh, I got to yeah. go back and look I was, at that. I looked at it in fifth grade, and I was like, wow, that is an attractive mm-hmm. woman. I realized my neighbor left and not only gave me an outstanding set of patio furniture, he left me all of like, those Time Life Muppet DVDs that somehow worked wow. out the music rights that are like full, unedited episodes. Wow. And yes, YouTube. I am sorry for trying to put that Harry Belafonte clip on there. I was wrong. <laughs> Please unleash my account. Uh, but uh, I, man, I can't wait for uh, the next week is going to be the launch of all new, all different Marvel. Mm-hmm. And is I'm it really? really looking for. Yeah, it's the. I was just going to ask was, you guys. That. It, were it not for delays, that's when the last issue of Secret Wars would have come out. But there's such a time scale. I actually liked um, uh, Alex Alonzo. Actually, the, the like, I guess he's EIC at Marvel, correct? Excellent. Axel Alonso. I you know, asked I me. Uh, you asked everything. Me, well, you asked me to correct you last no, time I was I, here, and I appreciate because that. you kept saying uh, Gary Conway, and then I told you it's after the show, Gary, it's Gary Conway. Yeah, mm-hmm. and same with people telling me it's, it's Charles Soul, not yes. so you. I sorry, but okay. So Axel Alonso, the EIC at Marvel, he had a great cover for it. That you know, delays happen, blah blah blah. But back in the original Secret Wars. They had their new status quos appear way before the last issue of that came out. And so we're just, you know, doing the same deal here. I'm, just, I'm getting a little antsy to start up a new continuity. Yeah. Just oh. a, one that, a real one. No, and I'm going to try so many number ones from that. Like, mm-hmm. honestly, I'm going to probably spend more money than I should. How the but, Duck? Uh, Is Howard the Duck in Heroes? Uh, I, kind of. Mm. He will be. Uh, it is a very kind of complicated way to get him. You have to really be a dedicated player. Mm-hmm. All right. I, I'm, I mean, that. yeah, I can't wait for... I'll give you $200. Do- <laughs> I will say that when I worked on Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3, I made <laughs> it a point to get a Howard the Duck uh, card for the Heroes and Heralds mode. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's yeah. thank you. Thanks. I'm glad he <laughs> I no longer and Spider Ham. Oh. <laughs> yes. You need to get Howard in because once Howard is in, you can get a Scrooge McDuck costume <laughs> and not anger anybody <laughs> yeah. at Disney. That probably has a lot of agreements you still have to do. Yeah, I, I had a blast work working so well. with Disney on that. Because like, the same um, situation, you have your McDuck stuff. Um, yeah, yeah, the same stuff you were talking about. Like, uh, right, the commercials. You want the guy who did Launchpad? Like, no. I mean, yes, but like that wasn't in the pitch at all. Like that was a possibility. <laughs> Where this can happen, and yeah, they were really cool about it. I got yeah. to write Launchpad McQuack dialogue. It's nice. the coolest thing I'll ever do. Howard the Duck is such an interesting thing because, like, in the the story was in the seventies when they first created him, he had no pants, and Disney threatened legal action because <laughs> that's too similar to Donald. Mm-hmm. So from then on, he wore pants, which he still does. But technically, he could go pantsless from this point that's on. Disgusting. But, oh, and then actually, I'll use that as a quick segue to talk about your book too. Wrong because. 
That's another fact I had forgotten, that the first Marvel game with Activision was a Howard the Duck game. That is true. Wait, what? what? Yeah. For well, what? Like the 2800, 2600? Uh, it was for the Commodore 64. Oh, there were and, uh, like, ZX there, Spectrum. There were so... I don't know who made the deal with Marvel in the UK for all those games, but they... There were so many games on that. I was like, yeah, how, yeah. Did, how did you guys get to make all these Marvel games? And in America, we got nothing. Like, they made close to the nothing. first Captain America game mm-hmm. came out in Europe and not America. I have tried to play it. It is really hard. It, it's kind of point and clicky. Uh, yeah, the, 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 it's like v, uh, VGA only. I, try, I tried to stream yeah. it one time. I could not get it, get it working at all. Point and click games. It's one of those games where like, the inventory takes up like two thirds of the screen yeah. at the bottom. Yeah, I know. And there were like, it was like a good half dozen of them at least. Yeah. It, it's shocking. I think they, he's fighting Doctor Doom, which is Doctor Megaloman. Oh, are you That's talking what, about there? Well, there's there is a Spider-Man, Spider-Man, Cap and Captain America yeah. yes. versus Doctor Doom. Okay, Mister Baker. Here's yes. some nerds, and we encountered. We streamed a bunch of shitty Muppet games last week. Okay, which it is astounding how <laughs> terrible their pedigree is in video games. I want yeah. to say to the Henson Company, I'm willing to help. There's never been I, a good one. There, well, there might not have been a good one. It could be that except I, for the I, first one. I partially blame some of those games we played being bad on that they were. They were told, like, no, this is for children. You make a children's game. And, it's true. They're all mini-games. Some focused. people said, like, probably thought, yeah, so they'll, they're super light mini-games that a baby could beat. Meanwhile, people, the anything. people with the... Yeah, that Muppet the, Kart game is super, super simple. Okay, yeah. Muppet Karts is the exception. It's just... It's just the people, the people with run. rooms dedicated to Muppet paraphernalia are not children. <laughs> me, me is all I'm saying. I remember the the Muppet Kart game specifically. I reviewed that for the other Did you really? Uh, Race Mania back in the day, and I didn't like it at first. But the more I played it, actually, yeah. I, I got to like it a lot more. Uh, and I, I really thought that it was kind of innovative the your boost kind of way, mm-hmm. uh, where you have to hit the button combination at the beginning and yeah, collect vegetables. Yeah. It kind of a God of War kind of mini game thing that to to get you uh, <laughs> yeah. launched. If I may nerd, whoever out. does it fastest uh, gets the best boost. It I, is, I thought it, that was interesting. Yeah, only, somebody should rip that off. It's the only in game crossover. With uh, Muppets and Fraggle characters. Oh, that's right. You have an unlockable Gobo and Doozer uh, in Race I don't Man. Think I remember that. I I out, say oh, no. I can out Nerd Baker in one kind of game. <laughs> I was getting so frustrated when I was playing it, but now mm-hmm. I kind of miss those platforming segments. I'm like, I kind of want to play this game again and do them all because uh, it's like. Yes, I hate to plug our streams on that show, but watching you guys. I streamed it a year ago by myself. <laughs> uh, and the platforming missions in the cart area where you have to like actually climb things and navigate a. Kind yeah. of ama- it's it's as excruciating. A it is yeah. very hard uh, as a car. Uh, but the first Muppet game, Baker, can you can you guess it? The very first Muppet very game. first Muppet game. I was shocked too. Uh, uh, the first one I remember was on the NES. Yes, I actually okay. have that in the box. I can go. If wow. If you want, wow. if you want to rub it on that just a little bit, Muppet Adventure, got Adventure Number One, right? It, yeah, the yeah. presumptuously titled Muppet <laughs> Adventures Number One: <laughs> Chaos at the Carnival. <laughs> um, it is Pigs in Space for Atari Twenty Six Hundred. Whoa, Pigs yeah. in Space. Which yes, I can never get a good Atari Twenty Six Hundred system working. I mm-hmm. say that officially. I have an official system. Don't bust me, right? Whoever owns Atari, of course. No, you wouldn't want to. Have, you, you Emulate, would never. No. Emulate? No, no, never. We have never. A, a machine, MLG, sent us that plays <laughs> yes. every game. Uh, you spent <laughs> like 50, 60 bucks on each of those Indeed. Copies, man. Indeed. Uh, one other thing I wanted to, we were talking about it briefly before we went uh, on the air, but yeah, the like juggernaut in the 90s, in in the Captain America and the Avengers, in, in the X-Men arcade game, mm-hmm. and 
thing in uh, Spider-Man in Arcade, like, I, he, he is, he's, he's so weak, or he's, he's treated so poorly for yeah. being the unstoppable force that he is. Yeah, one of the things I mentioned in my book, it's like a, a chapter in the book, is that he is the worst uh, represented supervillain <laughs> in the history of video games. Yeah, it's... Uh, he's, he's always like the third boss. Yeah. <laughs> he's done better in the time since then, but yeah, I could, I could see in the 90s that if you're just a designer and you see... Hey, a huge, not smart dude who fights superheroes all the time. He's a football player. That's That, that sounds like a World 3 boss to be. Definitely not your endgame boss. Mm-hmm. That'll probably be Dr. Doom and the Kingpin, because he's smart enough to have an army of robots for you to fight. Sure, you know? sure. Because everybody needs to... I, you also point out, like, the Kingpin was the enemy in multiple games. In 1990, he was, in, he was like the boss yeah, in yes. three different games. And the spy... And sp- yeah, a lot of Spider-Man yeah, games. Yeah, too. Spider-Man versus Kingpin yeah, or uh, uh, Genesis first. Mm-hmm. And then uh, uh, The Punisher on PC mm. and The Punisher for NES. Those all came out in uh, the same year. Another LGN joint? Uh, the Punisher for NES was. Yes. Uh, the PC one was Paragon Interactive. My word, mm-hmm. I can't believe you remember that. Was that, the one that <laughs> was that the one that advertised Spider-Man as the guest star in the game? game? No, Boy that's one. the Game Boy one. Wow. Wow. Where, uh, <laughs> yeah, Spider-Man is giving missions to The Punisher. <laughs> Where yeah. the Punisher, Spider-Man's like, there's trouble at the mall, Punisher. Kill everybody. So kill Punisher everybody. goes to the mall and kills everybody. <laughs> Ooh, boy. Yeah. Oh boy. I'm kind of dying. I was over at Elston's house and noticed he had a sealed copy of Punisher on Xbox One. That's, that's a good game. It's, you mean the original no, you Xbox. You mean Xbox original, not... God damn it, Microsoft. Uh, <laughs> yes, the OG Xbox, as I've started writing it. No, that but, game, yeah, it was by the... It was Saints Row before Saints Row. Yeah, it's, it's kind of incredible, but still really weird in terms of... I guess not with the... It was that, very Max Payne. Yeah, it was it was a very but Max Payne really M rated like like it in terms of like representing the character. Yes. It's one of the best games ever made. Yeah. Well, especially because I think it came out in the Garth Ennis era yep. when mm-hmm. when Punisher was at it. his most like comically mm-hmm. uh, uh, extreme. Like he yep. he does some mean shit, but on. On a higher level than just like, oh, I'm going to cut off your fingers till you tell me something. Mm-hmm. He, that's too pedestrian for Garth Ennis's Punisher. <laughs> it did give me one of the more kind of uncomfortable uh, moments in gaming, that particular game, because there's this one scene where uh, you go to uh, the funeral of, uh, of a mobster. And with the intent of killing the entire the entire family of mobsters that are there to mourn him, so you get in the coffin. I believe this is taken straight from the comics too. You get in the coffin. Uh, you get. I think you hide the body or whatever. You wow. get in the coffin. They carry you, and then like you know, you start hearing the music of, uh, of the box. Uh, they're starting to mourn this person that you killed earlier in the game, and then you get out of the coffin and you just mow down everybody. And there's like these these there's like women there who wow. are like no. Kill me! Don't kill me! Wow. The game will not let you continue unless you oh, kill no. everybody in wow. the room. Wow. Yeah, it's a real precursor to No Russian. Like yes, yeah. wow, jeez, no man, that uh, we we gotta replay that. Indeed, on the, streamy on the goodness. Yeah. Uh, well, I love having Baker on. Well, you know, Baker, uh, since you're here, let's. I wanted to finish up this bit with a, a little trivia for everybody at the table here, mm-hmm. a, a trivia game. Uh, so, you know, you, you wrote a whole book about classic video games based on comic books. Mm-hmm. And as listeners may know that I often use NES themes or 8-bit and 16-bit themes from comic book games as the background music on this. And so I have a bunch saved up. And so I wanted to play some for you guys and see if you could name nice. what game it is from. So uh, retro s- superhero video so game themes. So NES pretty much All NES. In, yeah, they're pretty much NES, Super NES, or Genesis. Okay. okay. And so let's see. I think I'll start with an easy-ish one here. 
Batman. That is crap. Wow. It is Batman for the... Uh, Sunsoft's Batman? Yes. Is Batman Returns. Anyways. Oh, it's Batman Returns. Yes. That's, oh, okay. okay, well, that's uh, not what I thought it was. Though. Batman Returns! <laughs> <laughs> I got it. Good yes, to see it you. Is, is the Batman Returns NES game, which uh, is different from Return of the Joker, yes. correct? Yes. And as you point out in your book, too, that I never <laughs> got to the end of Batman Returns, so I didn't know this, that like Batman just like, straight up kills Catwoman at the end of that yes. game, right? Wow. <laughs> at the end of the game, he... he Throws Catwoman off a roof. Well, she turns into a it. scorpion first, right? Is that how it works? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it crosses over with the <laughs> Japanese Star Wars game. Yeah, yeah that she's the final boss, which maybe if you hadn't seen the film, you'd say, like, well, yeah, Catwoman's your final boss, so mm-hmm. let, and then you just punch her off You basically building. play the role of Max Shrek. Uh, and, <laughs> and, and then the, there's cats that come and, like, crowd around her, but she's already Catwoman, mm-hmm. and it's... <laughs> Weird, yeah. But by the way, with in terms of Max Shrek, I've been trying to work on a joke on Twitter mm-hmm. to to uh, connect Max Shrek to the guy who's like like overcharging for those drugs. Uh, <laughs> Sheik, yes. It, his name is so similar to Max Shrek. Yes. I swear. It's Ma- yeah, it's I like, can't pronounce that guy's name because I. Yeah. Uh, it's been, I've gone a whole four minutes without seeing it in my Facebook feed. <laughs> well, I think he stepped back from yeah. his. I don't know uh, who thing, put so. him out there to say that shit to begin with. Jesus uh, Christ! I, that guy. Not he that tweeted I, it. He yes, tweeted it. Not <laughs> excusing him, but man, I just assume. Don't run millions of dollars. You got a PR yeah. team telling you to shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, said, I'm going to go on the news and start. That's yeah, why he's totally an edgy. Justified. That's why he's an edgy hund- hedge fund manager. Man, he doesn't listen to PR guys. He's oh, himself all the time. Bro. Renegade. All right, it, next one. No, I know this. No, I don't. I believe it's. I can give you a hint in a, in a few minutes, seconds. Here. I'm gonna. Spider-Man. Well, what Spider-Man? Wow, that uh, does sound very Sinister Six. Uh, yeah, I believe this was written by David Wise. Arcade Revenge. No. Oh, no. All right. Uh, uh, it's NES though, right? Sega game. It is oh, Game Boy. Guess. It's Game Boy. Oh, wow. Okay. wow. It is that the first like Amazing Boy. Spider-Man for Game Boy, wow, made by okay. Rare. Oh, made by Rare lovely. for LJN. I'm not sure. Yeah. yeah, I didn't even know a chiptune version of that theme song yeah. existed. No, I. Well, you can tell it's like three. It's, it's like three or four enough. notes yeah. off. Like you definitely will sing along, Spider-Man, Spider. But you'll sing it like Spider-Man, Spider-Man. Spider-Man. <laughs> All right, let's get another. Of my this one is one of my favorites. I almost play it too much on the uh, on the podcast. Actually, let me fast forward a little bit here. That sounds really familiar. It's not a good game. It's but, Wolverine. Uh, that is right. Yes. Wow. No, that, I, this this game has excellent music. Yes. All of it. It's, it is. It's incredible music. And it's one of the cream of the crop for the LJN NES games. Yeah. As, as far as that, as being <laughs> incredibly difficult I and remember, make you hate the character. I remember giving it like too much of a, a shot because it looked almost like Batman. Like same yeah. style, small sprite, big mm-hmm. like levels. But I never really liked it. Just yeah. It introduced me. me to some characters. Sabretooth and Cyber and Silo. Psylocke and Havoc are in it. Yeah. And Jubilee. No, yeah, that, uh, but I just remember how awkward Wolverine's like swimming animation looked like. He's swimming <laughs> like a frog, kind of. Well, this was a game where you, you using your claws was a strategy, and if you used them, it hurt you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Whenever you uh, hit select to draw your, your claws, yeah. it, it hurt. Wolverine, so it's like the coolest thing about Wolverine you you don't really want to do. <laughs> no, that I mean, I think you brought that up in the book too. Yeah. That like a lot of times Wolverine claws were pe- penalized, or like in the, the X Men game on NES, he just kicked people. He didn't yes. yep. use his thumbs. <laughs> yes. 
Oof. He was like the uh, yes, he was the worst. But he really let his toenails grow out. He was so. often de- <laughs> he was often depicted as having two claws as well, like X twenty three would be years later. Mm-hmm. So that I mean, that's why I loved um, the X Men Origins game because yeah. M rated Wolverine finally gets to just be Wolverine mm-hmm. and stab the crap out of dozens of men at once. Just he doesn't give a he does not give a damn. All right, let's hear another. Let's give another one real quick here. Genesis. Uh, is this X Men again? It is X Men. Yeah, X Men Jam. No, it is the arcade X Men. Okay. <laughs> I love this intro so much. Yeah, it's called "Here Comes the Heroes." It's the extended version of it. Now, I love the X Men music too. So, all right, let's get uh, let's change let's it up here with this one. Superman. Uh, correct. Let me fast forward. Is on. it? Is it the the <laughs> Kemco Seika Superman game? It is. All right. It is. Wow. Yep. Yeah. All right. That I thought it was going to fare pretty well here. I guess not. You can hear. Yeah, it, well, I you can one. hear the Genesis to it there if you listen closely. Though actually, I have this file under Mega Drive, which tells you who I like copied. It Sounds from. like I'm Superman in the Sonic's Casino. Oh, then zone. that's the Sunsoft Superman game. Oh, it's Genesis. Yes. yes okay. Yeah. I was thinking it's an NES game. All right. Uh, all right. Co. Yeah. They made Superman and Donald Duck games. Yeah. <laughs> beautiful Shadow company. Uh, let's see. All right. Here is... I'll just tell you this one first. Is the, it's an NES game. What is this? I have no idea what this one is. This sounds like so Saturday morning cartoony, yeah. Sailor Moon-like. Well, it's... Little, little okay, hint. it's very... Who's would you public? say it's very American? Captain America and the Avengers? Yes, but what system? NES, like yeah. you said. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, it's the NES I mean, version, which is totally different yeah. from the arcade version. Yeah. Very, very kind of Castlevania-ish, that game it's was. really weird. We try, it was one of the first things I tried to stream and realized I wasn't capable of doing it because I couldn't get a good frame rate on an NES wow. Captain America game. Hmm. All right, I let's do... this little system here. Let's do two more here, real quick. Oh, Jesus. That sound. It's it's the Genesis X Men, right? It's Spider Man. It is Spider Man, yeah. yes. Uh, Spider Man versus the Kingpin oh. for the Genesis. Mm-hmm. It's that That's one more. with the time limit, right? Yeah. So that if I if I were giving an edit to your book, Chris, I would add that like they did get one thing they got right was that Spider Man had to buy web fluid in there, and I feel <laughs> yeah, like I, true. I have never okay. played a Spider Man game where one he has to take photos for money. And then two, spend that on web fluid, or else he won't have web fluid. That, right. It was at least accurate to that extent. Yeah, yeah. The the point in my book was not to say that <laughs> they didn't ever do things right. It was yeah. Just, no, uh, I know. Yeah. It it's funny to look back to you. You include an ad, the classic uh, Nintendo don't ad mm-hmm. that they did then. And looking at that ad, it's funny to see like this was the pre Sonic time of Sega. Yeah. And. Most of the stuff they advertised were from things they didn't own, including Spider-Man. Like they made big, they spent big money on Tommy Lasorda, Spider-Man, <laughs> Buster Dick Douglas, Buster in Douglas, in there. Dick Tracy. Yeah, that, so check, check this shit out. If I didn't, they also had a Jesse Ventura wrestling game in the works that got hmm. him fired from WWF, or I, that made him. Oh, leave. that's right. Yeah, yeah he got mad. He didn't pulled get this the money for my. I went to my parents' house. What do we have here? Oh. Oh, that's wow. beautiful. Oh, I love Genesis that cover X-Men so poster. much. That, that came in the game? Oh, it wait. Did. 
Okay. No, that I There's love that. I in love that one has, so much. Oh wow! Oh, nice. Mm -hmm. What is that? That's like game pros. I'm trying to find the appropriate uh, frame for it. This is a special edition poster. I think that I don't know where this came from actually, but I had I had say it was in my long box of comics, like someday to be framed. Like, <laughs> yeah. And so yes, See, it's been almost a year, but I swear. I've I'm always loved that art. Isn't I've it great? Always, yeah, it's mm -hmm. one of the best covers. I'll sell it to you for Howard the Duck and Heroes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, one last one for this. This is Mario Party style. Winner gets this. Yeah, winner gets it all. This is for five stars. This is... This is really familiar. Yeah. This is Batman. Yes. You got the Return hero. The Joker. Right? Yes. yes. Wow. Nice. And he has, Chris is the winner. <laughs> yeah, Mario Party. I took all your stars. Go home empty-handed. That cover for... the That cover for Return of the Joker has one of my, like, Joker art sins that it's just... Joker, look, he should have a big smile, but he should not have like a foot long grin. It's just, I, I know it's that, that's when they get too cartoony with the Joker, especially when when Batman still looks like a human, but Joker has a gigantic face. It, it's too distracting for me, and that's what the cover, like the Game Boy cover, is just Joker's face. You don't even see Batman on it. Oh, yeah. Oh, and Baker, what is the best super? Or what is the best NES superhero game? You think? Uh, there aren't many. Uh, well, probably Batman. Yeah, that's what yeah. I was thinking. Well, yeah. yeah, Return of the Joker is is a good game, but mm -hmm. it's it's not Batman. I just I, <laughs> except I for the, the the graphics are great. Yeah, because I, I, one thing I, that I keep meaning to buy when I'm I keep making horribly adult purchases because uh, I can't even Sorry. tweet anything anymore thanks to Patreon because it's just like where do you use your Patreon money? Mm. But I had to buy that office chair. But one of the things on my list is that NECA figure. Um, ah, the purple Batman. Yeah, yeah the, I had to buy that. In some ways, that actually inspired me writing that Really? Because uh, I was at New York Comic Con last year, mm -hmm. and I saw it displayed, and it really impressed me. And, uh, you know, that it, it sort of helped plant the seed of, you know, what if I could do, like, a whole book mm -hmm. of these yeah, yeah of I had to scrap uh, several features once I started digging into your book because it uh, <laughs> looks like that information is already You can steal whatever else. you want. And, 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 oh, uh, right. You heard him say it. No, yeah, the, yeah that all purple Batman. You know what? <laughs> I want to ask you something. Hmm. There is one thing I completely left out of the book because I did not feel qualified to uh, address it, and I know you are. What? Darkwing Duck. Yes. I, he, he's kind of sort of superhero, sort of not, and I yeah. wanted to include it, but I didn't. If you want to do like a a guest <laughs> chapter, a guest chapter, I will update the book, give you credit, well, you see, and well, you can put it on your based website. on the Mega Man Five engine. Uh, exactly, because there, yeah, there's the there's the Capcom game, which mm -hmm. as far as I could tell, represented the character very well. Yeah, uh, the there's also a Turbo Graphics game, yeah, which wow. I don't think did as well. But oh, wow, I barely, I, I didn't even play. I barely played the NES one. I didn't even know the Turbo. There's an angry one. video game nerd about it's it. It's fucking oh, wow. stupid. Yeah. Like that's because the sprites are gloriously huge. That they have a tailspin game as well, uh, Turbo Graphics. Oh wow! Uh, yeah. And the sprites look gorgeous, and the gameplay is just—it's like—it's like, it's like wh why does every game, one of these games have to be Paperboy? Like I'm just this character, <laughs> and I'm, all, I'm being hit by a remote control car and an angry granny. Like that's, that's, <laughs> that's Turbo Graphics for you. Take that balloon! Why is there a penguin here? <laughs> <laughs> there. Uh, all right. Well, Chris won the inaugural. Uh, Thank you. Eight bit music roundup. We'll, I will we'll be see cool how we do next time. But yeah, so. I also wanted to play that just to show people who've like I've been getting every once in a while people ask what was that song in the background what was the mm -hmm. song in the background though one of my favorite cheats to do when I put in music in here is to get oh this 80s anime I loved 
was in a comic book and it had its own Famicom game, I'll put that in there. Like, I think it's fine. It, yeah. I now, mean, the show sort of functions like a all you know geek culture show anyway. Yeah, totally. Now, all right. Well, I don't need to tell you guys that. We're going to uh, take a break, uh, but when we come back, we're going to it'll it'll be in the future. But so, uh, Chris, why don't you, uh, Chris Baker? I'm not talking to you. Oh, come on, uh, Chris. Why don't you give your plugs now? Then. Yeah. Well. Okay. So uh, the game I work on is Marvel Heroes. You can go to mar- ah, MarvelHeroes.com to download the game. Check out what mm-hmm. it's all about. Uh, you might want to check out the YouTube to to really get a feel for it if you're not familiar. Uh, follow us at, at Marvel Heroes, and then me personally, you can follow me at at cbake76. I have a personal website which is christopher-baker.com and if you want to read my book it's called Brong Retro Games You Messed Up Our Comic Book Heroes it's available on Amazon totally yeah you can see a link on this episode page okay we're going to take a break when we come back the newest releases in in, games comic books I've been talking about games for like the last 50 minutes (laughs) Uh, yeah the newest releases in comic books the biggest news and your answers to last week's question of the week Welcome to break on this very unconventional episode of the show. I have to say, we just had a pretty long first segment with a special guest. And after the break, we're going to have a shorter second segment that's recorded almost a week later. And now in the break, not only is there a special giveaway, but this is the home to Dave's homework because yeah. we've got Dave running right here. Wow, am I the first guest ever in a... In a- in second the, segment in, uh, break, or the break? Whatever. No, I don't think I. No, I think I think Brett might have been right. in there at one time or another. Yeah. So first off, let me just get this out of the way. So as provided by Chris Baker, our guest, he gave me a code for all of the team up characters in Marvel Heroes Ooh, 2015. Like a lot. This unlocks every Marvel's Marvel Heroes 2015 team up character in the game, and the code is this. Well, so I'm gonna put the majority of the code in a tweet on my account after this episode goes live. But the last four digits will be secret. Or the last Uh, four things will be secret. And I'm going to say them all during this lengthy break. Uh, So you got to listen to the whole break to to find it out. The first of the four is the letter A. A. Right, so Dave, your homework from last week. After A comes B for Batman. Uh And I read uh, Batman Detective. By Paul Dini Dini. and Devarius. So, yeah, it's... It, in case you guys don't know, Paul uh, Paul Dini is the co-creator of the Batman the Animated Series. And when he went on to Detective Comics, he just did a bunch of simple one-issue yeah. mysteries for Batman to solve. And yeah. so, I really liked it from that perspective. Yeah. It, uh, so what? Okay, tell me about it. Tell me. So about yeah, it's uh, what six issues, and it covers like the Rogues Gallery, pretty much mm-hmm. everyone you know, and a couple people you, I don't really know uh, that may be new. But yeah, so there's a there's one with the Riddler, one with Joker, one with Penguin, one with Poison Ivy, and there's one with uh, this guy called Z. Yeah, Z. Yeah, he was new. Who was new. just is like asleep all the time, but it's functional enough to still beat people up while he's asleep. Yeah, that was a clever is a is a cute idea. There's a lot of cute characters like that in there. And then there's this uh, magician woman that I have seen before. Wait, Zatanna? I, Zatanna. Yes. Yeah. 
Everybody yes. loves the Tom. Well, not me. I don't. I don't read Batman comics that much. Okay. Well, but, yeah, I think I, a lot of young men and and well, lots of young people yeah. when they saw Zatanna on Batman the animated series for the first time in her fishnets, it, I think it was an awakening mm. for a lot of young people. Well, but, yeah, I, I did like. Um, there's really no connection between the stories. No, nah, not really. Um, it's, it starts to show up a little more in the second volume. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I, I liked that. It was a little bit weird that there's. I think there's two Robins in in, in these comics. And sort of. Yeah. And, but there's also different artists, and they draw Robin differently. So I had trouble telling because there was one part. <laughs> if it was at the Tim end, Drake yeah. or yeah. But there's one part where there's a I think two Robins or maybe Robin and Nightwing are training. Yes. And then yeah. Batman like walks in the room and it's like there's just three generic uh, black haired <laughs> dudes. Yeah, well, three generic black guys. These are some of the most yeah. famous people in the <laughs> world, man. And so, yeah, the uh, my favorite in there was the Christmas story with the Joker. That, that yes, was my favorite. That's that's probably my favorite too. It it's a uh, Joker interacting with Robin, which is different than uh, his normal Batman story. Yeah, and him. The way Batman describes how the Joker works yeah. was such an interesting way of, of describing him. And after all these Joker death tricks and all these giants, like, you know, uh, ludicrously oversized death traps, this one is just he's driving around in a car running people over. That's it. It's just super simple with, with the J-Man. Yeah. And I, and I like the one where um, uh, the Riddler is basically trying to be a sidekick to, to Batman mm-hmm. and taking him around he's gone the city. straight. And uh, like it takes a like I, you never really realize like yeah Batman hates being Bruce Wayne and the, <laughs> the whole social element and like the the bunch he doesn't of these want are, to be nice to are him going out on the town begrudgingly yeah so because he has to research something or, it's interesting uh, to see Batman taken out of his comfort zone yeah I like the bit where he like um, he the sex, club. The, the sex no no well I've I've talked about that one before but I believe also in there there's the the lady who is trying to like grift Bruce Wayne and then he tricks her. And he, like, gets that um, receipt out yes, of the bag. Yes, yes, the reporter. That was a really neat trick. I like yeah. that a lot. Yeah, so also, guys, the second uh, part of the four, the number nine. The number nine. Well, yeah, so, Dave, what would you rate it um, on the Dave scale? the art is a little bit, like, it's a bit too varied. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say B. B for Batman. Yeah, yeah. So, so like, right. yeah, and, like, half the stories I really liked... Two of them I thought were okay, and then one I didn't really like the one with the fire dude. Oh, fire! Uh, what's his name? Phosphorus, Mister oh, Phosphorus. Phosphorus. Yeah. Which is because I don't know. I, a, that was a lame one. I'll say. And that, it's yeah. weird that Batman's taking on a guy with supernatural powers. Everyone else in the mm. Batman universe that like actually most villains are at least somewhat tied to reality. Even Bane mm. is just like a really steroided up dude. Yeah, it's just if a dude is full of steroids. It's, yeah. it's rare it, It's rare that Batman faces an actual superpowered being. And this guy is made out of fire, so... <laughs> Plus, I, I've been playing Metal Gear Solid Five and I've fought mm. the man on fire a bunch of times. That's true. Man, I and have I'm you seen the... The Kai Play Arts Man on Fire toy. It is amazing. Oh, nice hundred bucks. hundred bucks if you want to buy is it. Is there an Amazon link to it? Yeah, I, well, I'm sure you could find one. Yes, yeah. Uh, well, Dave, I'm just going to insist you read Unbeatable Squirrel Girl this ah. week. You don't have any other choices for you. So it's a quick four-issue read. I had nice. a ton of fun with it. Oh, let me say that the third uh, part is seven. Mm-hmm. Okay, ah. so yeah, I had a lot of fun with that book. It's I've, I've talked it up too many times on here already. So yeah, it's just... It is great. That's that's all I'll say, Dave. Are you looking forward to it? Yeah, totally. I liked um, uh, what was the 
Mrs. Oh, Marvel. Oh, the Miss Marvel book. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So no, she's like, she's not married. She's Miss Marvel. Ms. Marvel. It's not Mrs. Marvel. Yeah. All right. So yeah, Unbeatable Squirrel Girl's great, and I'm really looking forward to that artist. Erica Henderson will soon be the artist on Jughead. And, uh, you know, so let me talk about this week's Hank's Corner pick of the week. You know, I'm going to go with the uh, Fade Out Volume 2. Because, you know what? No, fuck that. No. Ooh. Chris talked about that you last time. You Hank's Cornered it. No, the true Hank's <laughs> Corner is going to be a Flash comic because this week I wrote the top seven about uh. the best Flash books that you should read as fast as possible. Yeah. So there's so many great Flash comics out there that many people didn't read be- until... They knew him from the show, and the show is a great um, recreation of what I love about the Flash in the comics. That he's he's a smart dude. Science is just as important to him as his superpowers. He's not just a guy who runs all the time. He's a guy who thinks of scientific reasons that he ah. can do something, and that happens a ton on the show. And that's taken directly from the comics. And so there's so many great books that you could be reading. The one I'm going to stick with is one of the less famous ones. It is called Brave and the Bold. It is a Green Lantern Flash team-up miniseries that so back in the mid '90s, you you read about this from the yeah, I know about the Brave and the Bold. Like yeah. that's the like they had a game based on it, and a cartoon. Yeah, thing. that was when Brave and the Bold was originally just a Batman team-up comic book. Yeah. but so in the mid '90s, the '60s Flash and Green Lantern, how Jordan and Barry Allen were dead. Mm-hmm. They didn't appear in any comics, and so Tom Payer and, Ma- and Mark Wade mm-hmm. and Barry Kitson decided. We're going to make uh, a new stories for these guys that are set in the past. And there are these great flashback books, these really fun flashback books that are told in a 60s style but with 90s sensibilities. Right. And it's six whole issues of fun stuff that shows you, if in the 90s it was meant to show you that Barry Allen and Hal Jordan are way more fun than you thought they were. You think of them as these old fuddy-duddies because they were in these cheese ball 70s yeah. and 60s comics. They're much more interesting than that, as Brave and the Bold shows you. And so I'll have a link to that on this week's episode page, along with a bunch of other links to all that we've been talking about. And now I will say the fourth Ooh. and final part of the code. I'm going to say Q. It is B. Ah, B. So close. Don't confuse people. It is B. <laughs> so those previous three I said... Plus the letter B. No cues. And you will put affix those four to the end of the code I tweeted out. So good you're luck. gonna have to listen. Yeah, good luck. I hope you listen to the whole the whole break, especially. And maybe this... be nice and tweet out that you got it. So yeah, yeah let me know if you got yeah. it. But yeah, I think uh, I thank you, Dave, for this oh, extended no break, so we can fit in Dave's homework since you won't be here. Yeah. on the regular recording. I'm going day. to Magic Fat Camp. Well, so I hope you have fun there, Dave. And now, back to the rest of the show. Avengers Assemble! Guys, to the second segment in the weirdest recorded uh, laser. Stuck in a time loop. Ever. I don't know where I am. All right, so it sounds like video game apocalypse. The first segment we recorded a week ago. Now uh, the second segment we recorded on Tuesday, and now it is Wednesday with the new comic book. So we're going to talk about all that, and we have another new guest this time. Mm-hmm. Michael Grimm. Hey, Michael Graham, how's it going? You think comic uh, books are nailed, gay, right? <laughs> no, hey, uh, Brad Elston. Uh, uh, Welcome back. Blues musician Sandy Cabbage? Mm. That That is what Mike Graham would Classic actually say. Grim. He wouldn't say his name. I'm trying. Yeah. Toyota uh, Coltrane. 
Well, yeah, so, Brett, you've been, like, traveling the globe yeah. in the last month or so. We yeah. haven't heard from you in a lot. I can't remember the last episode you were on. Two? <laughs> you were all the way back in episode number two. I got it. Oh, Ooh. nothing's changed. It's H-E-N-E-R-E-Y-G. That's not a cue for you to do that. Yeah, it's my show. I'll say it all I want. Uh, well, why don't we dive into what... <laughs> Why don't we dive into what you've been reading? So, uh, since the new books came out this week, I had a pretty limited what you've been reading. This this was a fifth week Wednesday, mm-hmm. which is usually uh, the realm of yeah. annuals and mm-hmm. uh, and exciting stuff. And also because Secret Wars got delayed, pretty much nothing Marvel I was very much interested in this week. But that's okay because next week is the launch of all new, all different. So oh, it is going to be a lot of Marvel talk next week. So sorry, guys, but so I best. I <laughs> took advantage of that Batman Day sale. That, yes, uh, quite a Batman. Wonderfully Day sale. organic Batman Day sale. Oh uh, yes, and uh, thousand and one. But it's the comics. first time I've ever seen discounted collections, other than like the standard ten Killing Joke Watchmen. Mm. It's the only time I've seen. I got I bought Batgirl, started reading that. Oh, cool. uh, like from the the reboot. Yeah, the the Burnside, the Batgirl yeah. Burnside. Um, and I, I bought the Nightwing trade. Um, Grayson or Nightwing? Nightwing for okay. sure. Because I've I've been meaning to catch up. I on bought that. the Grayson one. I've heard it's very good. It's him. Is the it's him doing spy stuff because he got his secret identity revealed. Oh. Everybody knows he's Dick, Dick Grayson is is Nightwing. Though only Lex Luthor is the only person to figure out. Hey, this guy who became a superhero who was adopted by Bruce Wayne. <laughs> I wonder if he. No, he's not Batman. What about when Dick Wing became Dick Wing became <laughs> Night Grayson? Night Grayson. <laughs> 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 Did you know Nightwing is a I reference? The dick that flaps in the night. The Nightwing reference is uh, is a Kryptonian name. He borrowed it when oh. Superman goes into the world of Kandor, the bottle city of Kandor, the Candy City. He he dresses up as a different superhero and he calls himself Nightwing, and that's that's Faster the inspiration. Now. Nightwing, and that's different from Nighthawk in Squadron Supreme. Very different, and different from Nighthawk's night, Batman, and different from Night Ranger, Night Ranger, the man. Sure. M. Night Shyamalan, The Visit. Mm-hmm. check The Night Stalker. I've heard The Visit is Pretty actually sister. a good movie. I, the Visit? I, the Visit, M. Night Shyamalan's new movie. He about, has a new movie? Yeah. It's Someone about, allowed have, that to happen? Haven't you seen this? It, well, it costs like $3 million, so I think he allowed okay. it to happen. But it's, it's not a, the one in an elevator. No, no. That was, that's Debbie. That, that was, was like five years ago. The Devil Elevator. Mm-hmm. No, that so, was where the... Rob I Zombie think, album. One of the buttons was 666. <laughs> Your right? floor, it was Satan. Uh, no, this was apparently it was getting really good reviews. It's called The Visit, where what? little kids go to uh, their grandma and grandpa's for a visit, mm-hmm. and they turn out. But to they're be, their, they're their own grandparents. Well, that could be the twi- twist the end. But the grandparents That's are insane. acting. Grandparents are acting pretty weird. <laughs> well, I, okay, so your Batman purchases though. Chris, yeah, I started so, yeah. reading Batgirl. I did. I love the art style. Mm-hmm. I like. I like the fresh take on Batgirl. It is weird. It's the first time I'm like, I feel a little old. I can't connect with Batgirl. <laughs> yes, her her yeah. hashtag party problems. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it is so... I heard so many compliments about it, and I, I do think the, the ones I heard were apt, but it's also like the most desperate stab at being a youth comic uh, I've ever seen in my entire it's life. By, it's by people your age trying to be a youth Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. That, that, is, that is the problem. That, that's my well, problem with it. But it's, it's nothing you can't... Comic it's books, nothing I, mean. I can't move past. It's just like I'm surprised I didn't hear more people making fun of it. Yeah, I, I, I love the design mm-hmm. and I like the art and I applaud and appreciate and support mm-hmm. the effort to try to get younger people to mm-hmm. give a shit. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. like... I think that's a good place for Batgirl. 
Yeah. Why not? Yeah, it's a... The Batwoman is definitely not someone I can imagine young girls wanting to be like. (laughs) Yeah. No, she's the more intense. Yeah. And, uh, you know, lesbians can like her, but... uh, Not not even the... But she's she's brooding and, like, a lot of that shit is intense and dark. And Mm -hmm. it... it, Yeah, kid-friendly comics. We were talking about that a while back, and it's... It's not totally kid friendly, but um, yeah, I bought young adult I, friendly. I did buy Grayson. I'm mean, meaning to read that, but I have not just yet. Everybody was talking about how good it was, but mm-hmm. so I did read uh, two different DC books today, brand ooh, new ones. Ooh! So I read Superman 44, which is the finale to the story of how he lo- he lost his secret identity. Mm-hmm. It's a hot like it's. I feel just bad for Superman reading the whole thing. He's like yeah. he because it really does play home the fact of. Clark Kent's lost everything, and he, everybody hates him, and the nightmares come true where every person who wanted to attack Superman is now going after the Daily Planet. And it almost moves too fast, I'd mm-hmm. say. It feels like it's two issues in one. But it's still a good it's still a good book, and Brett will be happy to know that this is John Romita Jr.'s last issue on Superman. He's moving on to a different book, mm-hmm. and so I'll be interested to see where they go with whoever takes it up again. Just because you hate John Romita? No, no, no. I just, like, I don't know. I just got tired of his art. Mm. And he was pretty omnipresent for a while, and, and I just it, got kind of burned out on it. Well, because unlike most comic artists, he can actually, he can draw more than one book a month. Yeah. Most, most comic artists these days, be, I think because their level of quality is so good, they can't do a monthly book. He can do a monthly book and then some. Yeah, it was just, I don't know. There was, like, it just happened, like, his projects overlapped with what I was reading before he got on them. Mm-hmm. And then... They it, just kept showing up It was this books, weird so. thing for, like, two years. I felt like everywhere I went, he was the one drawing it. And I'm like, I am tired <laughs> of this look. Like, just the, the look is not my favorite. And then I read uh, Justice League 44, Ooh. which is the uh, newest part in the Dark Side War mm-hmm. book, which is, it's a fun... I've, I've been enjoying it. Jeff Johns, basically Jeff Johns wanted to do another mega crossover, mm-hmm. but they decided we're not going to do this mega crossover outside of Justice League. So just do a six-parter in Justice League, and that'll be fun enough. And it is. And and I like how it's not... If the Dark Side War was like Forever Evil, which was a good crossover that Jeff Johns did, mm-hmm. it took over every book and made those books not as good. And so this keeps the Dark Side War in its own little corner of the DC Universe Weird. where Superman oh. still has the powers he had before. Batman is still... Bruce Wayne, mm-hmm. Hal Jordan is still Green Lantern. Everybody's acting like they were before the huge status quo shakeups that happened is that a few just months ago. Because it's a late book, or that that thing that DC he, doesn't necessarily care about. They don't care as much now, and conceptually, mm-hmm. they just came up with it before all these changes. Sure, and that's another that's another version of the changing thing at DC. Mm-hmm. If, I'd say just a year ago, if John says I had this awesome idea for Dark Side War, but that means every, nothing can change in Superman, Batman, and Green mm-hmm. Lantern. And all the other books, then they just so like, yeah, I guess we can't do that. Jeff John mm-hmm. said so, but now they get to have their cake and eat it too. Jeff Johns gets to do his crazy superhero battle war mm-hmm. that tears apart the earth and and has shocking deaths and and eighty people on on panel every panel, and then everybody else gets to do things not connected to that and just get, get a little crazier. I like that. Mm, me too. So yeah, the. Just like 44, I like where the Dark Side War is going. And an interesting twist as well. I, d- I did read something else. I want to say I'm saving that for question of the week. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, and then also Archie number three, the last of the oh. first tr- uh, reboot story mm-hmm. by Mark Wade. It's really good. Yeah, I read. I summoned, people were posting panels of it and like, mm-hmm. God damn it. God damn it. I don't want to buy a comic right now. So it's, it's, it is the introduction. 
That's mm-hmm. what I was looking for. The introduction of Veronica into mm-hmm. the mix. That's what I saw. And it is a modern day Veronica in that she is a Chloe Kardashian type, mm-hmm. or and though not just like I, it, it's not as. Um, Mercenary as you'd imagine, they're just like no. The panel oh, they I write saw Veronica like definitely like less bitchy than I've ever seen her in mm-hmm. my life. Well, that she has this outsized personality, mm-hmm. but she also is nice. And there, mm-hmm. you get a moment of feeling bad for her, but then she immediately turns back on it. And they also were like layering it in here of it's still the co- the character types of Veronica's dad hates Archie. Mm-hmm. Archie's in love with Veronica, and Veronica kind of orders Archie around. Mm-hmm. But there are more complex reasonings for that, and also the same. There's some, there's something a little more beneath the surface of why Jughead hates Veronica, even though those two have always had like a bad relationship. Mm-hmm. And there's even a little twinge of Betty and Veronica it, it's this weird thing that they've been doing they did for like 50 plus years Betty and Veronica are both friends in their own book and yet if it's an Archie comic then they also compete over Archie so they're good friends and they also compete over a guy which again I bet some guys are saying bitches be crazy in answer to that but that's that's wrong guys don't say that yeah, That's don't right. say that. And, uh, and also, I wanted to say the yearn Flash... for the day of women fighting. This is so far in the past. <laughs> women Jeez. fighting over men. It never really happened to me anyway, but like it just, it'll just it never happen again. It'll <laughs> no. never happen again. I think I joked that uh, when you put on lipstick on a stream this week, which Pretty people cute, just right? need to watch that. Well, I was going to say that no, we, we all joke that your girlfriend would not believe that another woman like had left <laughs> lipstick on you or something. <laughs> she would more likely believe you put lipstick on on yeah. the stream than a woman kissed you. She got at my shin with full facial hair. Like, kissed, kissed, kissed you completely on the lips yeah. uh, and covered every inch? No. It, it, like it, well, she you had have... lipstick on your vaporizer. That was the thing. That was oh. awful. That was awful. I don't know how ladies deal with that. Uh, Kudos what, on you, I what guess. What band but... would have an album called Lipstick on Your Vaporizer? Lipstick on Your Vaporizer. Probably Probably Smash Mouth, like something yeah. they put out nowadays. Yeah, I think uh, yeah, somebody tried to do a novelty song to get into that sweet vaporizer cat. Lipstick and vaporizers. Oh, Everclear. <laughs> uh, and also, I yeah. I didn't read it this week, but guys, look, read my Flash top seven I mm-hmm. did this week. It's the top seven books, you, uh, top seven Flash comics you should read as fast as possible. Because next week, the new season starts of The Flash. Mm-hmm. And I know all these people who are getting into the Flash TV show that have never read the comics. And so mm-hmm. these are seven uh, Flash comics from the last 20 years that are all super de duper great. There's Blitz in there, which is the first time he fought Zoom. That's really good. Zoom. Uh, the new 52 reboot of Flash, which was really great. I, I will say about yeah. that... I think now after the new Fifty Two is pretty much over. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I enjoyed that way more than anything I expected from the new Fifty Two. The Flash yeah. was excellent. The art layout is incredible mm-hmm. in it too. Like they, it's so yeah, guys, check that out. But now we turn to Brett. Brett, Brett. what have ye been reading um, in the many weeks you've been away? So not not as much as you would think. Just been busy. So mm-hmm. one thing I did keep reading was that Doctor Strange collection I mentioned the last time I was. All oh, right, right. Uh, but then I did pick up last time I was out uh, the Mutant Massacre trade of wow. like, more '90s X Men <laughs> stuff. Wow. So okay, what I haven't read. I haven't read it yet, but generally it's the it's one of those storylines again that this is the the, the the mindset I've been in for the last few years of. A story I always heard about as a kid and mm-hmm. knew of mm-hmm. through trading cards or cartoons referencing them. But it's when Sabretooth, I guess Mr. Sinister, orders them to go down. Yeah. And yeah. the Morlocks are underneath New York City, a bunch of mutants that aren't pretty. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he sees them as like a genetic dead end. And he's all about genetic purification and purity and wants to splice all the good stuff together. And basically Sabretooth leads a team down there and they just kill a bunch of them. 
Oh, it's Port Morlocks, man. Port Morlocks. And doesn't this isn't this the one where it ends with them going to Australia and they're invisible to or is that Inferno? No, that's Inferno. Sorry, that's remember. not Big Massacre. Inferno is the demon one that yeah. took over a bunch of comics. Uh which is also related to one of the comics I did read, mm-hmm. uh which was uh Inferno Oh, the Secret Wars. The Secret Wars Inferno thing. Battle World. I'd kind of been keeping up with it. It was okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mostly like seeing how... I thought the ending was kind of cool. Of, like, Goblin Queen had shown up, but, like, she wasn't... Normally, she was, like, the catalyst for all the Inferno stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, As Madeline Pryor uh, and all that. But, like, the Nastier Demon... I don't know how to pronounce his name. But, like, the the demon who kind of set... Was a big part of the Inferno stuff. Nasty demons. In the first place, (laughs) kind of tested to play second fiddle to... uh, um, what's her name? Ma- magic. Uh, oh, magic! Yeah, yeah, magic. Colossus. Ivana. Yeah, Colossus. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so she becomes. She's like the main villain of it. Like she oh. uh, fully embraces her demon monster side, and she's the main villain. So it's a fun mm. like alternate That's look at uh, Inferno. What if kind of stuff? Well, so, Brad, have you read what the X Men? status quo is going to be in the all new all different Mm-mm. it's not good for the mutants like they have, oh they're all let's got like another m day thing well so even worse than m day apparently so the terrigen mists go out which awaken right. a ton oh, of it's new po- humans. It's poison to them it is poison to them which is sending some of them away and if you're still on the planet earth you have been sterilized it's not just right. like it's not that new mutants can't be born mutants can't even have kids like <laughs> that's that's horrible. That's, like, poor, uh... I, I know it's something that can be unwritten in a second. It's not like, sure. It's not like, oh, poor Jean Grey could never have children. But it's, I it's... have a feeling when that'll get unwritten. So, hmm, I wonder. But yeah, well, I, saw, the unwritten. I saw they posted a story just when we started recording that mm-hmm. said like. Marvel said they have plans for the movies if they get the rights back. Mm-hmm. Oh. I didn't get a chance to read the story because we literally started recording. Oh, man. I didn't... I Well, so, yeah, there were a bunch... Let's just dump into the quick bits of news real quick. Yeah, they, they did some sort of press event for the special features on Age of Ultron. Yeah. Like, they premiered, they premiered the Blu-ray special features to the press, and Kevin Feige and other producers were there. So they had a bunch of interviews. I read several of them, them saying, like, we are so excited to have Spider-Man in this. This dude kind of changed some plans. And they said, maybe Captain Marvel was in the script to be at the in one version of the script to be at the end of Avengers, but that's it. She, mm-hmm. We didn't film anything. And the, how could they? They haven't cast her yet. Yeah. And then, then the other quote I saw was they said that Infinity War will be the end of an Avengers, or that... of The status quo that the, we have. Yeah, like. the status quo that we have. Though it's already been a shifting... That's why... Not unlike in the Avengers comics, it's very yeah. rare to have an Avengers team last more than like two years in the yeah. same, uh, the True. same, um, the same configuration. Configuration. Thank you. God, my brain is failing me today. But yeah. So if why, <laughs> so why go? Why go from film to film and have the exact same team? That's not how it is in the comics. And so yeah, I like that. But they're still going to be making new twenty-year-olds ten years from now. <laughs> but I hope that they do figure out how to. We'll see if they get the X-Men back. I don't know. Well, same with... Uh, you missed out on this, Brad, but the, the producer, the last time he was asked, mm-hmm. said they were still committed to doing Fantastic Four 2. Which, He's full of shit. Oh, yeah. Well, he was just asked... He's just supposed to say, situation normal. Oh, everything's fine. Everything's fine. Yeah. And, uh, he can't admit everything being on fire. That's a failure. That movie will not be greenlit until, like, the moment. It'll pull a Tony Hawk 5, everybody. Pay attention <laughs> to everything else Laser Time Oof. does. Or a Tony Hawk 5 pull a Fantastic Four. Ooh, wow, oh. that's the best headline variety has ever written. <laughs> uh, and 
Brett, you know that J. Scott Campbell, uh, the artist J. Scott Campbell, he doesn't. He did Danger Girl and and yeah. uh, Gen Thirteen back yeah, in the oh, day. Yeah. He hasn't done interior art in a long time. He's just been doing like variant covers or just covers for forever now, including a ton of Spider-Man covers. But now he's getting in this interesting business venture where he will draw his own variants for Marvel books and their official variant covers. And then he sells them himself through his website, and they're huh. official J. Scott Campbell variants. So it's it's quite a deal for Marvel to swing with him. Really, it's it's pretty wild. Is he that good? I can't imagine. Uh, he's that popular. I yeah. he's he's definitely flashy. But when I look at it now, I'm like, this is nineties. Yeah, it's 90s very nineties. But I mean, you know, it was so popular then. So to give a contracted artist that much. Yeah, uh, well, revenue Scott, potential with your IP. I mean, J. Scott Campbell's so big that he can just do. He's been making a. Well, I bet he's been doing other things on the side, but he's been making a living just doing covers when he feels like it. He doesn't. He doesn't draw somebody's script. He's just like, I want to draw a Spider-Man action cover. Ooh, thwippity thwip. Yeah, and that's that's his cover. <laughs> oh wait, wait. You saw Agents of Shield, the new one, right? Yeah. Yeah, I want to hear about that. So I watched uh, the new episode of that. Speaking of Inhumans. Yeah. So speaking of Inhumans, uh, they're really you know. I've heard this season's a lot about Inhumans. They've, uh, they've even used the term Inhumans. Yeah, yeah. The, well, I mean, just season... real quick, i got to ask you again. Can I jump into the show in the second season, or do I need to start somewhere in the first season? I found the show really boring. Well, everybody did. Yeah. Like, I mean... And then I've, I've heard it's totally turned around, and people like... Yeah, I, I'm so, seeing genuine excitement out there. So here's the thing. This episode for season three was pretty good. Yeah. Like, it... it like it was very clear. There's like even though it's a big ensemble cast, it was like here is clearly what everyone is doing. Mm-hmm. The people act with motivation and reasoning. It, it felt like it didn't feel like such a lifeless show as that first season did. Mm-hmm. But the the whole accepted thing was like, oh, the show got better after Winter Soldier, and then yes. they tied it in, and it did get better. That and then season and then season two was fine, mm-hmm. and then the last half of season two actually got even better because it started to work in Inhumans and Cree and starts talking about what all that is. And then this season, like mm. it's straight up like it is about the Inhumans, and mm. it is about the Terrigen Mist got into the ocean supply and spread across the globe Whoa. and is infecting people. Jeez. So it's about them finding Inhumans in the wild, and it is straight up mutants because it's like people whose powers get activated and they accidentally start breaking things and hurting people and then a retrieval team comes to get them and tell them you're different but you're special we're going to teach you how to use your power so you don't hurt anybody come talk to this bald guy um, so it is it is straight up X-Men but wow. it's it's way way better than it was before uh, I still occasionally get that vibe of and this might just be because I'm being I'm, I'm always paranoid that the show is secretly terrible and we're all just <laughs> and, that, uh, and that we're all just as comic fans like ready ready to ready to embrace it if it can just not be bad and I'm always afraid that like the dialogue is bad or the acting mm-hmm. is bad so occasionally I feel like I maybe get hyper aware of like this is a scene and they're trying to convey information mm-hmm. so I start uh, some of the scenes the first season felt like this a lot where it was like this is a bunch of exposition that happens to have two characters in it mm. it doesn't feel like two human beings talking to each other it feels like two humans stating facts I see that move a story ahead and there's still a couple of moments in the show where I feel that way but it feels a little bit more organic and production value is still really great I yeah, thought it was yeah. way better and way more interesting and especially with the inhuman stuff but one thing I thought was funny mm-hmm. is they are running the simulation of like okay well season two ends with like you know 
Sky gets these. This thing happens to Sky. I mean, it's there's spoilers, I guess, but like, yeah, go for it. Whatever. Like, if you don't want to know, I heard people shouting on season, Twitter that if it's a like, season two finale. Yeah, thing. season two stuff. Like, Sky isn't inhuman. She gets the powers. She finds out who. I, her, I knew it. Yeah, I expected when yeah. they talked about her parents. Yeah, anyway, they, I, they I, find I, out who her parents are. You see the inhuman city. Well, not not Atelian. You see like a place okay. where they are. So I, I'm but, uh, before you get back to that. I did, yeah, I, I'm just curious how they're going to dance around this stuff for so long. That's what I'm getting at. In humans, the movie is until 2019. That's what I'm saying because they had a perfect chance to to find a way to tread water here, but it's this weird middle ground where the movies are in, are in no rush to acknowledge the shows. Mm. But this mm-hmm. episode, this episode of the show references Ant Man, Avengers, Avengers Two, uh, really? Thor. It, it references like a lot. Like they can't wait to be like, remember how much the movies were? You like those, right? <laughs> like you yeah. watched these all summer, so let's tell. Yeah, you about it's it. it's really like relevant and like mm. right now. But the thing that happens is, so the end of season two, this thing happens where the water, this this undersea thing breaks and it spreads the Terrigen mist underneath into the ocean currents and it starts spreading over the planet. So they run the simulation, right? That's like, mm-hmm. you know, the rate of how fast this will spread, and it starts spreading. And oh, our calculation is like how many weeks, months, in seventeen months, like global saturation, like Whoa, the so whole the whole planet will be overrun with inhumans in so seventeen everyone months. Everyone who would be an inhuman will, will be one by seven. Wow. Seventeen months. So I calculated that that's February twenty seventeen. Uh, that's still two and a half years until the Inhumans mm-hmm. movie comes out. Yeah. So, and, and this did... doesn't still account for Medusa, Black Bolt, Triton, like all them. Yeah. They're not. They're not going to be turned. Like if they're doing it right, you know, mm-hmm. and who knows what they'll do. But like if they do it the way the comics are, they'll just be like the royal family that decides to come down from wherever mm-hmm. and they'll be say, like, "Oh, look at all you Inhumans. This is now our planet." Or well, something. because like, they are currently in the. What the blue uh, in the comics? They're they'd be on the moon. In, they're in the moon at this point. They could be yes. in the moon, or they could be before. I think they even went to the moon. I think they were on they, Earth. I guess and, they were like underground or something. Well, it was, a, it was a city that was kind of hidden. Yeah, and then, it was one of those classic lost yeah. civilizations. Yeah. Jack and Kirby then, like, loved so Matt, much. Uh, Maximus the Mad, not Mad Max. <laughs> yes, uh, he's, put he's a barrier around brother. Put around, put a barrier around the city that prevented anyone from getting in or out. But the show was was good, so it okay. also introduces like a new organization that's trying to get to the Inhumans before uh, other people, and it comes across as like a you know striker. Oh, okay. like they're not tra- the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. Like they're trying to hunt them down. Like it's, right. it's another Shieldish organization, but it's like it's run by this lady who. I've, uh, she didn't ring any bells as like a character, but mm. she comes across as like a oh you you must be somebody, and maybe they'll reveal her later as someone. But then it turns out that like neither one of those two because like it, it looks like Shield is going to be going against their wishes. Like Shield is trying to get them out and protect them right. and protect the Inhumans. And then the way the scenes are shot, you're thinking that this other organization run by this lady is like the evil one who's like hunting them down and killing them. When it turns out they're not. And they both are in this moment where they're like, wait, I thought you were the bad guy. And they're like, no, you are. And like, but no, I, if you're not doing it, I'm not doing it. Who's doing it? And then it cuts to this scene where a pretty cool costume of like a really fucking monstered up inhuman uh, is in a place like terrorizing people. And it's like, oh, so there's like a third person All right, or a like third faction that. involved. So uh, it was yeah. totally good. Like, uh, was it, it, I wasn't uh, like, whoa. Like, I still thought when I, the right. first few times I saw Flash, I was maybe a little bit more like, this shit is good. This is a mm. fun fucking show. Mm. I'll give it another shot on Hulu. I'll watch that third season. Season three Hulu. is probably worth checking out because I think it's just... I think, again, they found their groove. 
Like, yeah. Star Trek style, the first season is like, yeah. second mm. season, a little better. I'm hoping third season they've, they've I, figured it out. Yeah. Oh, by the way, guys, if you uh, hadn't seen Flash Season 1 yet, the entire first season will be going on Netflix October 6th. So right the same day Season 2 starts, you can catch up on, on it there on Netflix. And while you're getting caught up, you'll get behind on Season 2. Well, you should be you should binge in a week all of see or two weeks tops of Flash season one. Then hop on Hulu and sign up for Hulu right. and then and then watch those weekly. Flash was good. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I, I really like that show. All right, let's get into question of the week. How about that? Huh? Yeah. All right. So last week's question of the week was: What writer of non-comic books would you like to see getting into the world of comic books? Based on Mister Mister Coates, who's now going to be writing the new Black Panther series come December. So uh, Wembley Fraggle was the first responder, <gasps> saying, "I'd like to." See... <laughs> uh, Wembley Fraggle says. I'd like to see Ernest Cline tackle a new run of Runaways, seeing as his style of working with dorky youths in incredible situations seems like a perfect fit. My second pick will be John Scalazzi doing a book of the henchmen of AIM or Hydra in the vein of his book Red Shirts. That actually sounds pretty interesting. You sound very well read, Wembley. Uh, Triscuitable says Drew Carpician, uh, one of the lead writers on Mass Effect 1 and 2. Oh, yeah. <coughs> mm-hmm. Too bad, I hear he's back at uh, Bioware. Oh, yeah, I think I, I read that too, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hitler Me This Batman says, Conan O'Brien writing Booster Gold. <laughs> Just make it a young look well. That'd be really good. Uh, Brendolph says, Edgar Wright, since he was involved in Ant-Man in the beginning, and knowing that he's a nerd like us, meaning he can give due justice to whatever character is out there. You know what? That's an excellent point. So the movie didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Hey, Marvel, publish Edgar Wright's Ant-Man as yeah. a comic. I think... Do yeah, that. They should. Just take your script like, hey, Do you're that. not doing your script. Let's take some of that, huh? Uh, Kelshaw says, I love True Detective, but I feel Nick P- uh, Pizzolatto's. Is that how it's pronounced? Yeah, we call him uh, Nicky DeWatt. <laughs> uh, his yeah. dialogue works better on the page than out loud sometimes. I really liked his novel, Galveston. Depends on the actor, yeah. So I'd like to see him do a Gotham Central meets Gotham by Midnight book Hmm. where he can do what he should have done with True Detective and go supernatural with it. (laughs) Batman Boy 11 says, This is impossible now, but I really would have loved to see a Marvel Max book by Tom Clancy. (laughs) Say what you will about this guy. His spy slash special ops stories can be pretty damn cool at their best and giving him a crack at say Black Widow Nick Fury or the Punisher that's the one I was looking been for the, when his military artillery ends up with stuff with wheels mm-hmm. like a guy <laughs> who in a Tom Clancy territory yes. <laughs> uh, Moops said Cormac McCarthy would be my choice <laughs> and while most people would pr- probably give him a post-apocalyptic book I'd rather see him take on Superman if you think about it McCarthy really likes to talk about isolation and existential angst and it would be interesting to have him try his hand at writing a being who can't fully relate to any human. Mm-hmm. I like that idea. There would be a lot of like just silent men barely talking with, with no uh, punctuation, I guess, in it. <laughs> uh, Sega Lacto. See, I've read a Cormac McCarthy book. That Apparently. joke proves I'm smart enough to have read a Cormac McCarthy book. Sega Galactica says, I'm going to have to say Mick Foley. <laughs> All his autobiographical stuff doing it. has been pretty great. But it's his works in fiction that really shined to me. Tita Brown and Scooter, neither of which I love. Uh, I, I haven't read either of them. We're both fucked up and very entertaining reads, and I would love to see Foley's dark sense of humor in comic book form. And damn it, Chris, you're right. 
He wrote that WWE comic he book. He did. I totally forgot. He did, yeah. which was fucking hysterical. Like, yes. not bad, but just hysterical. Well, I think they they spent good money on Foley to write it. Didn't mm-hmm. spend, uh, they should have spent more money on an artist to draw it, Ooh, because burn. the artist they had was not good. But it all led up to Secret Raw. Yeah, that like... was a great cover. <laughs> Though, did you know, I, I haven't confirmed this, but I read that uh, CM Punk just got edited out of it. They redrew over him I, because... I think know. Dave mentioned something about that. Wow. That's right, yeah. Uh, and then Butt Smelston, the last one, <laughs> uh, says, I uh, can't believe no one has suggested Vince Gilligan. Can't think of a Marvel uh, or DC book I'd like him to tackle. Yeah, I was thinking of that as we were going. Yeah. But I think he'd be great doing something in the vein of Scalped. Or even yeah. better, he could write some new X-Files comics, dag Yes, like his... his- Pension for like composition and color, mm-hmm. like really, like color is part of breaking. I don't know. That'd no, be, there that's were a great idea. You're right. Bad. I'm surprised none just, of us mentioned that. I saw tons of people during the whole run of Breaking Bad. Pat Oswalt, uh, chief among them, saying, mm-hmm. "This is a comic book, man. This is mm-hmm. a this is a storytelling of of a comic book, and that's." It's the same deal. People love Lost, and everybody was saying, Lost is like a comic book storytelling. People aren't getting this. Mm -hmm. Uh, Oh, I also, about the Inhumans thing, I wanted to mention that. I read one of their strategies is they want Lockjaw to be the next Rocket Raccoon. I go, everybody loves Rocket Raccoon. We can do the same with Lockjaw. Lockjaw doesn't talk. I love Lockjaw. doesn't talk, so you're going to get a lot of dog reaction shots. (laughs) (laughs) And then oh, he teleports great. away. <laughs> now it's just an Adam Sandler film. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I could have done that with Cosmo, a Russian dog. Come on. Uh, yeah. Well, you only get like four seconds. Wasted. Yeah. Okay. This week's question of the week, guys, as we reach the end of the oddest episode in <laughs> Cape Crisis history. Indeed. The what is the fanciest comic book collection you've ever purchased, or a favorite? You know, super duper, more than fifty dollars, or more than I, at least or, approaching fifty dollars. I got I got this because this is was what I was reading most of the week. I inspired. This was inspired by your purchase. It, it went like it, it was inspired by the show because I, I knew these things existed, but I had previously purchased a digital collection of EC Comics, mm-hmm. and I apologize to everyone, but I was absolutely depressed to find out that there was no color. Oh, they, were, they were not in color. It was $50. Damn. So I uh, basically, I, I went to Fantastic Comics while I was in Berkeley, your neck of the woods, and Woo, like yep. with the specific interest of like, I want EC Comics, I want weird fantasy or weird science, mm-hmm. uh, I want this collection. And the collections they have are astounding. These are comics from the 1950s. They look gorgeous. They look authentic. They're uh, like oversized in the right way. They're, it's the best. It is like it is one of the best comic collections I've ever seen. Unfortunately, it looks like the entire run will cost me more than seven hundred dollars, and they're not <laughs> done yet. Um, yeah, well, hey, it's worth it for that kind of. Quality. And well, that's, that's laser time. Patreon. <laughs> yes, patreoncom <laughs> laser time. But uh, but that I I immediately opened up. Oh my God! This cover has eighty-five words on it. I love, I love this. <laughs> yeah. There are there are no periods. Everything's exclamation yeah. points. Some of the some of the writing is is like you would never expect it to be this good. Like mm. from the nineteen fifties, but these guys all ended up going over to Mad Magazine for the mm. most part. It's it's fucking excellent. Weird Fantasy is number one is what I got of the Dark Horse uh, reprint collection. It was fifty-four dollars, and I would not have paid that had I not gone. Wow. I'm like this weekend. I'm going to a comic store and I'm buying EC Comics. I think I've given you my background on those. Either my dad read them or like they ended up in my hands as little kids. I love these things. I fucking love them. I read them in color. I wanted to read them in color again. Well, you definitely watched the Tales of the Crypt. Tales I read the, the comics before that. HBO. Okay. Before, before that. Now, I, even beyond like Vault of Horror and that shit, I loved 
weird mm-hmm. science and uh, weird fantasy. Yeah. I love the sci-fi stuff. You know, some of the best stuff in the first year of Bongo Comics was mm-hmm. when they did parodies of weird science mm-hmm. and, and and House of the... How, why do I keep calling it House of the Crypt? Whatever, Tales of the, the Crypt. Crypt. Voldemort. Any, sorry. All right, anyway. <laughs> uh, well, I'll go next and... You know, I, I have... I, I, got, I have, got that ecstatic book oh, yeah. cheap at Comic-Con for about the same price, but I think it was like $200 at it, one point. About 120 I think. This is excessive. It was... Well, you have trouble reading it because it is... It is a, I can't hold it, man. It's a massive tome. You need, you need like a podium to flip through it on. <laughs> uh, so I definitely own way too many Omnibuy uh, and super-de-duper collections of stuff, but if I had to pick my favorite with... You know, a treasure trove of extras. I, and... I should say that the, I'm counting that comic because per page, mm-hmm. it is a shitload of money. Mm-hmm. I have bigger collections, but none of them... That, that, like, per page, it's $54 for, like, six issues. Right. It's excessive. Well, so mine is... I've owned, I've owned Watchmen in many forms, mm. and then came this one called Absolute Watchmen, which is the biggest size reprint of it, like, mm-hmm. super tall... That was and, since we've been doing the and, show, right? And on the glossy... Mm-hmm. That was since we've been doing the show, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it had super glossy pages, awesome, like, highest quality there is is awesome slipscape, uh, slip case, and most of, importantly, it had all these extras that Alan Moore had written in the original collection, like the original hardbound collection from the mm-hmm. 80s, that had never been reprinted all in one piece again, so... This is like 40 pages of commentary of script notes of the original drawings that Dave Gibbons had of the character designs. It has so much insight into it, into a book I thought I knew everything about. It's, it's just so amazing to read. I, I really enjoy it. Uh, and so, wow. it's, I mean, it's a, it's a cumbersome read because it's so huge, but it is the, my favorite way to flip through Watchmen whenever I want to remind myself how much I love it. It's uh, so you listed on Amazon for eighty dollars. Yeah, it's, so I think uh, it's gone down a bit. A little bit, mm-hmm. a little bit. I think the list price is still like a hundred or something. Which mm-hmm. for a twelve issue, it's only twelve issues. Like it's not a lot of comics in there. But yeah, all right, Brett. Uh, I mean, I mentioned on here before that uh, the Infinity Gauntlet Omnibus. And oh yeah, the, that uh, is an amazing collection. And the Axe of Vengeance Omnibus. Uh, I got both of those over the past four years mm-hmm. uh, in between there, but. Infinity Gauntlet one I like just because, I mean, I have the issues, and I have the Thanos quest, and I have some of the tie-in stuff, but I mentioned on the show before, but, like, all of the extra issues I never read, like the Doctor Strange tie-in, and the mm-hmm. this tie-in, like, things I didn't realize that were happening in between some of the, not just pages, but panels of Infinity Gauntlet, yeah. like, explaining how... Some things I just read over and never questioned, like what happened to Scarlet Witch when when, oh, yeah. when when Cyclops get the glass thing around his head and suffocates to death, and then Thanos turns around, and all you really see is this weird panel where it looks like she's being crushed, or it's like a red weird panel, mm. and Thanos believes he's killed her, but actually is strange, like teleporting her out, and that's so they can go reassemble Thor, who got turned into glass. It's like it, oh, it, yeah. it, it explains how in Infinity Gauntlet six, some of these people came back, and mm. you're like, oh, they probably just came back because they magically got them and it's like yeah, well here's his fingers here's what they back. did and that wow. was actually really cool and i never knew that 
So that was cool. Acts of Vengeance was fun to read because it was the whole like let's all the villains like just turn one to the left <laughs> and everyone doesn't know how to deal with other people's villains. Uh, but then if I think like thing that I'm really like treasure and I've held on to this long, it came out in '91, I think. Mm-hmm. That that book that has Spider-Man on the cover, it's just called Marvel. Oh yeah, like I, fifty fabulous yeah, decades. Yeah. So it's the 50th anniversary, so that immediately dates it. Yep. Um, I just saw that at I owned that too in '91, and I had that amazing like John Romita cover. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, it, it is. That's the thing I think that it came out like it was again. It was that perfect storm of like Infinity Gauntlet was happening that summer. Mm-hmm. That book came out. The trading cards were like in series two, mm-hmm. and like all the th- and the, the the toy line, the Marvel superheroes toy line was like the year before. So it was like all these things have been placed just so, such that like I was getting the information fed to me in like the perfect order. Yeah. And then yeah. the book was like a you know I got it for Christmas and it was like hot damn like this this thing is like it's not just a history of the company which you'd think an eleven year old wouldn't care about like in a nineteen seventy whatever. But <laughs> it, <laughs> this but is it, how they made Wolverine. Yeah. And so I thought it was really interesting. And then you get all these these profiles at a time when like there's no internet. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and like there's no there's not a lot of like compilation books just about here's what the Marvel well they, in the eighties they did those like here the Marvel the Universe, Marvel Universe stuff. books. Yeah. But like those are already kind of out of reach for me as an eleven year old. Like I have to go buy them in a comic shop. Yeah. And I don't have a car or money and I'm eleven. So <laughs> this was a great way. Like Captain America. Here's why he's cool. Like as a kid playing with toys, I was like this dude's a loser. Like <laughs> and Doctor Doom's a loser. This this outfit's stupid. Like why is he wearing this little frilly thing like this why is he dumb got skirts, all this he stuff, a dumb yeah. skirt like now now wolverine that's a cool character and instead it was like here's why and you see this cool art and then they explain the characters and i'm like oh damn captain america awesome yeah i saw but, that place at, i saw that at a half price books recently which was in half price on that is 20 bucks yeah i was so close to buying it but i just told myself it's still listed for a hundred this Man, I really should have bought it. I think both that and the and Gauntlet Omnibus are like what twelve hundred pages or some shit like that. Well, yeah, yeah, those are. But the but now they just put out one that's the seventy years of Marvel book. Yeah. Then yeah. Oh, I also wanted to. I just thought of another one real quick that I loved all those Marvel Masterworks collections of you know it's every it's every like say Lee and Ditko Spider Man book, but they did a press. A money-saving version of that of an omnibus that is just one giant omnibus that is every single every single Spider-Man comic done between Lee and Ditko. Wow. So not just issues one through thirty-eight, but also the annuals, wow. some some backup stories, and all this extra shit. Now it's like this this is the That's the best thing to get Spider-Man. Like this yeah. is the Bible. This is the Spider-Man Bible. Yeah, you know it's it's such a great collection. We really should wrap it up. This is going on so very long, but why don't we do some plugs, Brett? Why don't you start? Because I think you just had a hundredth. Well, not just, but let's uh, tell people about it. VG Empire One Hundred mm-hmm. uh, video video game music podcast. Uh, VG Empire dot com. VG Empire on Twitter. We just had our hundredth episode where we had a bunch of people tell me their. We shared everyone's favorite uh, favorite game song. Yeah, uh, which was hard for people to narrow down. And somehow you won't believe which Turbo Graphics sixteen game appears <laughs> twice. twice. <laughs> Uh, it's a classic episode, guys. And, and Rocktober is about to start up again. It sure <laughs> is. <laughs> uh, and also this week, you know, on Laser Time, That's we did an episode all about live action films based on live action TV yeah, series. This is, the this best is, of them. This is our Infinity Gauntlet. According yeah. to Diana, we had to finish off the trilogy of <laughs> movie adaptations of animated and non-animated television shows. This time we're focusing on 
non-animated television shows. Mm-hmm. Well, you won't believe how many times Star Trek appears on the list. We, <laughs> we did First we did cartoon to live action, then we did cartoon to cartoon. Now we've done live action to live, live action. action. Every permeation you can have. Mm-hmm. And Wait, uh, what about what about live action to cartoon? Mm-hmm. That's confusing, but it can be done. It can be done. <laughs> are, there really, are there even ten live action shows that became a cartoon film? Yeah. Really? All right. Yeah. Uh, we'll have to talk about that some other time. But and then there's obviously uh, all are, the great. There are literally ten. Yeah. All the great streams we do every week, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah we're trying to get up our. God, what a fucking weird week. We just, we tried to stream the new uh, Arkham Knight DLC. We sucked at it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the, the DLC has not, not been great, great so far. Yeah. Uh, re- pretty piecemeal. A, a drip feed of like okay content, mm-hmm. and we jumped right into Tony Hawk, which hurt a lot. Tony Hawk Pro Skater and, Five, not good. And we topped that off with shitty skating games, including Disney's Extreme Skating Adventure. Mm-hmm. So if you want to see uh, Pumbaa bust out with a five zero grind, hell yeah! Uh, check YouTube.com/slash/SaserTimeNetwork or Homer do a fucking full on handstand. <laughs> At the top of the vert ramp. Or watch live on twitch.tv slash. This is true. Every For now. <laughs> Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, 3 p.m. Mm-hmm. Pacific time. And also, guys, you should know, if you don't, uh, we got the Patreon, give to the Patreon, you'd get that bonus time, our weekly podcast mm-hmm. that we do extra-wise, all that stuff. Thanks for listening to this extra long, extra good, extra weird episode of Cape Crisis. It fits in with your fifth week of annuals. You're right. This is like an annual. You're correct. Lucky dog. All right. Man, Brett putting it all together, probably even even making up the name for this week's episode. So until next time, Excelsior! Excelsior!